Hello, and welcome back to episode 24 of The Ripper, The Teller, and The Gremlin. So we're back to our, uh, you know, regularly scheduled broadcast now um, for the podcast. So obviously, for those who don't know, we've actually done two episodes this week. Um, There was one that went out on Wednesday and one that's going out to you when you watch this on Friday. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, so as a result, this week, um it's like sort of news segments will be a lot smaller because we literally did a, a, a two hour almost video covering uh, the disney announcements and the game awards it's it's a beast but if you if you want all that info if you want um all that information i feel like we covered it quite well and in a relatively good time frame it yeah. didn't mm-hmm. it didn't end up being six hours which uh, there was a fear <laughs> of, that, of that happening mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so maybe, um, go back and give that one a listen if you're interested in those announcements or interested in our take on the game awards. Um, but if not, don't worry, we're just going to crack on with a, with a normal episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so straight away, I believe Jack had some news he wanted to, uh, to give us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so obviously because we did these big, massive pieces of news, like Chris said, the episode is going to be a lot shorter and the news pieces are, you know, there is, this is more just general news and things for movies, gaming, like we always do. Um, So yeah, I will start off with one, which I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, I don't know if Bradley even heard about it. I know Chris did, but Tom Cruise had a COVID meltdown and it was quite spectacular. (laughs) So do you know, before I say anything, do you know anything about it, Bradley? No, I literally have no idea. Right, so essentially, um, I heard... It's a shame we can't whole, play it. I know, I <laughs> wish I could play the audio file, but basically, essentially what happened was Tom Cruise is working on a movie, um, and he's on the set, and uh, what, what had happened is something along the lines of he had caught a few members of the staff and the crew from for the, the movie breaking COVID regulations, um, and obviously he's he comes across like quite a passionate guy anyway, um, but he blew his lid like and when i say blew his lid he is screaming swearing and it goes on for it's, about uh, it's less grossman revived from tropic thunder yeah like <laughs> literally um and he is he's basically just he tells these people i mean i know he's an a-list celebrity and everything but he's essentially telling these people if he ever catches them doing it again they're done their careers are done he's getting rid of them from the, the production and that's it they're gone like at the snap of a finger he's getting rid of them <laughs> he comes across like he's being really really harsh but but in actual fact when you get to listen to what he's really saying he's kind of got really good reasoning for why he's so angry because he, he essentially what he's talking about is how um, it's not fair that, you know, the movie industry is already in a state because of COVID and everyone being stopped doing their productions and things like that. And they've managed, he said, you know, he's been on the phone to insurance companies about what they can do, what they can't do, been in touch with producers, blah, blah, blah. blah. And he's saying he's trying so hard to still make sure this movie doesn't get shut down and it gets to, you know, um, it creates jobs for all of the crew members yeah. and the staff and everything. Who and are that's what he said. He's like, you guys yeah. need to understand how lucky you are because there's yeah. people in our industry Ruining who can't put lives, food yeah. on the table. They can't yeah. pay for their college degrees. They can't. Yeah. He's literally... In, like he's made really like you know a nice argument but you're he, making it sound like I mean, he did it in an awful way well, he, oh he, he did it did in an awful way and that's, that's why it split people so much because it's yeah. like on the one hand he's pretty much abusing these crew members mm-hmm. but on that's the other hand them, yeah. 
on the other hand, he's doing stuff. They've done, you know, stuff very wrong mm. and are danger endangering his production. And in a time when, you know, uh, that, that is so insensitive to a lot of people rude, who yeah. who do, who work in that industry and don't have jobs and these people yeah. are disrespecting all those people you know mm-hmm. and, and jeopardizing and production yeah and this is essentially what he's saying i mean the way he goes about it is i mean it's it's over the top like it's oh, dramatic it's, it's it crazy. almost sounds like a script that he's reading doesn't it like from a film where he's supposed to be yeah i'd stand up angry. and crap after that i'd be like yeah. whoa it, it sounds like a Fools. like a proper good monologue but um yeah it is like it, it's incredible because he's he, i mean i kind of was in two minds about it because i really backed what he was saying a hundred percent down to a t but at the same time I don't feel like any human being deserves to be spoken to quite the way he speaks to them because he is really like, yeah. he, he must've made He's them scary, awful. man. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> like for someone so small, he comes across <laughs> like a, like, like, like that is like a serious anger level in there. And, and you know, the weird, the worst little man is, syndrome, like, isn't it? it is, but literally when he's going in at them, when he then takes a breather for a second before proceeding to continue laying out these swear words and everything, he says to them, like, do you understand what I'm asking of you? And do you understand what I'm saying? And they're literally saying, yes, sir, to him, like he's their teacher. And I'm like, oh, like, like he's their like, military commander. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, it's like, they must have felt so like, um, uh, you know, demoralizing, like almost the fact that they were, they were just spoken to like absolute imbeciles. And it's like, and he, he's even, he's obviously pointing them out as well, because he yeah. keeps saying you, you and you. So whatever they've done, I mean, we don't know how serious what they've yeah. done is, but they're obviously taking the whole COVID thing too lightly, I'm guessing, is that the overall consensus of mm. what's happened. But I really back his point. I feel like he's made a very strong statement and, and actually it's a really genuine one as well. He, he's caring about everybody else as well. It's not like yeah. it's I mean, selfish. I mean, it's caring, but it's also this self-inflated sense of ego. Yeah. yeah where yeah. he says he at one like point, he's, he's like, the yeah. entire industry is looking to us is looking to yeah. me, me yeah. and it's like that's this, what i sleep this, he says that's what i sleep with every night every night yeah. yeah and yeah, it's like and it's, it's like I, I i dig what you're saying like because you know you're, you're very emotional and but at the <laughs> yeah. same time it's like this mixture of like he's saying you know because he he's he wants to be help people he wants to make people's mm. lives better but at the same time it's also got this ego creeping in to everything he's yeah oh, the well. ego is is humongous there and you know what it's he'll probably it, i mean bradley when i say the is it's kind of fantastic how passionate he gets um he could win an oscar for it like literally just for that audio clip. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe this is for his portfolio yeah, you know? well, yeah maybe it is. this was leaked by the it. sun so i yeah. doubt that the sun are yeah. just the worst if anyone doesn't know <laughs> They're a UK publication and they're just, they're just, just a gossip bill, but they yeah. seem to get all these really good leaks because yeah. this is a leaked audio. Obviously one of the per- people in that room was recording, not video, but audio. Audio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. But so, so yeah, it's, it's, I, I back his point, but I feel like the way you went about it was, was pretty, pretty harsh and, and well, and pretty wrong to be honest. But, um, but aside from that, I really back what he's saying. And I think, you know, I kind of, I can see the logic a hundred percent. And in that sense, you know, people should be taking it seriously because if they are lucky enough to still be part of a production at the moment and, you know, making money and, you know, continuing their career, they should really be doing everything they can to ensure that they do it properly. So fair play to him in that sense. But I feel like, yeah, he went way OTT with it. But anyway, moving away from Tom Cruise um, and 
on to someone who's probably equally nearly as tall as Tom Cruise. Uh, a six-year-old um, has Oof, spent... Really laying out the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I love... Well, it's not I like... love... I love how we put him in high heels as well. I completely forgot about that. In, in yeah, some of our, yeah uh, Tom Cruise in high heel shoes. Yeah, the iron suit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, back to it. That wasn't like a dig. I was just thought it was quite clever how I did that. Anyway, um, there is a six-year-old um, has spent 16K playing Sonic Forces on the mobile. Um, this news on is his, just really On, on his mother's mobile as well. <laughs> exactly. And she had no idea. Um, and <laughs> it, there's not really a lot to say about this, but 16,000. <laughs> like, what? I don't even know what Sonic Forces is. I don't no, know. neither do I. And, and, and <laughs> That's what, what I was thinking. <laughs> and, and is that like, are they expensive things you can buy? No. Or is he so, just doing it in obsessive amounts? So, um, the the way I sort of it, I don't really understand the game too much either, but it has loot boxes, um, and I and think they it, like most mobile games. I think they go up from like ten pounds up to like a hundred pounds. Oh my god! Um, you know they're usually in that sort of you know brackets of different purchases. So obviously they talked about in the article how this kid was wanted certain things in the game that you could only get through these packs. Well, you could get them from the game, but you know, you'd have to, to grind and I'm sure a child doesn't really under understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically they talked about how he kept just pressing it and he kept getting all the stuff he wanted and he didn't really understand the ramifications of what he was doing. He just kept getting all the stuff he wanted and was like, This is amazing. It was like that instant and he's six. He's six. He was just like, Oh yeah. 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 So it's not really to blame. You can't. It's not like he full well knew what he was doing, like some boys in their teenagers years did to uh, to their parents with FIFA, um, because he had no idea what he was doing. He's a six year old at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. but imagine the look on his mum's face when she found out. Like imagine. I mean, you'd think that her bank would have contacted her at some point and said. What on earth are you doing? Like, yeah. is, is this you? Are you That's sure what this I was is... thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these sure? are these are American banks, though. They're not quite yeah. as uh, customer friendly as our banks. Do you reckon so. she's going to get the money back? <laughs> That's the, well, the they've said no. The bank has said no, um, and uh, I I'm blanking on it for the minute. But uh, is it who owns Sonic? Sega. 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 I'm pretty sure Sega flat out said no as well. <laughs> Um, but there's, but these are like sort of how stories happened before, and there's been like internet backlash and the bad PR from it, and there's already internet backlash over this because mm. she's a single mother. She yeah. now can't afford to make her next payment on her house. Right. She now can't afford to put f- food on the table for her child. Like it's really, really bad. Like she had mm. like hardly any money to begin with, and w- what little she did have is now gone. Well, at least he's got some cool loot, though. Right. And she should be grateful. She's probably got Sell the, the sickest. Fun. She's probably got the sickest Sonic Forces ca- uh, account ever. Like literally, she's he. She he, yeah, he's like yeah, good idea, like, Bradley. Well, why- why don't you sell the phone and see if it's working? And she's like, don't be silly. She looks it up and like, looks up how, what he's got on the account. And it's like, oh, that's worth 50 grand, that is, <laughs> that phone. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, oh, it's so sad. And I just can't think, I can't bear to think about how she felt when she saw and found out what had been going on. Yeah, like, I mean, I think it's awful. And it just goes to show there need to be further restrictions. 
and yeah. mm-hmm. on the app it doesn't say that it is in it, so so when you download the app if you look mm-hmm. at it on the app store it doesn't say in app purchases That's it, it doesn't it it makes it out to just be like this fun game it's very um vague with its wording it's yeah. not like you know most apps like oh this features in-game yeah, purchases, purchases. Yeah, yeah um so she just downloaded this game for her, yeah, her kid because yeah. her kid loves sonic and then now it's an absolute Ooh. shambles for her uh, it's all right son don't worry i don't hate you you're just gonna have to pay me back from the second you get a job so, yeah, <laughs> so bizarrely that's actually quite sweet in the article her her i think it was her son he actually offered to pay her back without really understanding Aww. the context that is really cute <laughs> that's really sweet. don't worry mommy, i'll pay you back <laughs> yeah goes and gets loads of monopoly money out of it <laughs> is this enough it goes and gets like coins from like down the sofa. Alternatively, he goes to like Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> Come, comes yeah. back with 32k and is like, there's your money. And it is the good drinks for your love. Yeah. <laughs> Slaps it on the table. Comes, comes back and gets out of an armored truck with like loads of money from the bank. <laughs> oh, my mum said I'll pay you back. Uh, ironically, we're going to jump 20 years and that kid's going to be richer than Jeff Bezos. <laughs> um, yeah anyway um so moving on to the last bit of news for me today um and it's a really short one as well but one that is classic nevertheless so we've talked about hyperscape before on the podcast um ubisoft's battle royale and we had mixed opinions on the game yeah um it's we've not, never spoke about it, it since yeah and 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 i think that really tells you all you need to know about the public perception of the game we've yeah. never mentioned it and I don't really know. There's not anyone really anyone who is holding this up, really. Unless there's a few yeah. streamers that Ubisoft have been like, please pay please. the game. Well, well, this is kind of around to my news uh, piece. So it's not specific to uh, streamers. However, the game is dying badly and it is doing very poor. So Ubisoft are now basically begging for people to play the game to the extent of offering you money to do so. Um, so they are offering out £10 gift cards on all Ubisoft games if you are to log in and play Hyperscape for a little bit. Wow. Like, I mean, how low? Can, how desperate can you get? And, like, and, and some people have reported that they've just played for two hours and then walked away and, and then got their discount. Yeah, and never played, and probably See, never play again. I, I'm considering doing this as well now. So, so well, maybe I still the... have it installed, so... I think I still I might, do as well. Yeah, so I might just do it because it's it, season two now as well. So I think so I might do that. Maybe they should have like said like you have to pay for like a like play for a certain amount of time. Like at least been like maybe play for a week or something. Like yeah, you have to log twenty four hours minimum. To <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that's just uh, that's really sad because I really had high hopes for that battle royale game um, as much as I love them, and I, I really had high hopes. And we talked about the issues with it on its beta, um, and then yeah. I did play it after release. And I, 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 do you know what? I didn't hate it, but it just doesn't. It, there's too many problems, yeah. and it doesn't hold up anywhere near compared to um, the other battle royales. And um, and, so. I, and I think it just didn't do enough. Like yeah. any, it didn't really do anything new. It was just like, it it, it just felt so derivative derivative of everything else that had come out in battle rails so far. Mm. There was nothing in it where you were like, oh wow, this Which, is like. And it's a shame because if you watch the uh, initial CG trailer for it, um, like the uh, this like cool little story trailer thing for it as well, 
it looked like it was going to be really different for a battle royale and put some really cool new mechanics in play and like make it make it feel completely different and like switch things up and i was i was so excited for that and i, I saw ubisoft and i was like oh god ubisoft like take the take the battle royale scene by storm and they didn't even take it by a splash so <laughs> i don't know i don't know but it's a shame but uh, you know if you want 10 percent off ubisoft games then uh Go or 10 10 pound discount, sorry. Um, then uh, go play Hyperscape for a bit, you might like it. You never know, yeah. So, um, I've got a few news topics I'd like to talk about this week. Um, and to be fair, a lot of my stuff is sort of updates to previous stuff we've talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, we got an update on uh, the discussion around HBO Max. Um, because if you remember on the episode where we had Jordan on, we talked about how they revealed a ton of their movies was going to go to HBO max for subscribers for free. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. this has backfired in their faces absolutely massively. And apparently we're like the only people on the internet who are like, Hey, this was really cool. And like a good thing, like everything I see on the internet is like, why would you do this HBO? Um, and uh, so of the many people to sort of chime in and about being reportedly upset, you have the director of Dune, um, which uh, I won't say his name because I believe it's French and I'll butcher the pronunciation. <laughs> um, and, You're all scared. I just attempt him and do him. However, and, I see you, see, you always do it really well. Not necessarily. You might just think, wow, and it's completely it's wrong. wrong right? <laughs> and French people are like, ugh. And, and James Gunn. Um, who also said it they so they they're not just moaning for the sake of moaning um, they have some valid reasons so uh, this sort of affects their payment agreements because mm-hmm. a lot of directors have certain agreements with how much it makes in cinemas so they mm-hmm. kind of get screwed on that front mm-hmm. um, they're also worried about the damage to their reputation within the industry because um, you know the movie industry Hollywood can be notoriously quite petty at times and they are both sort of a bit scared of their reputation getting a bit dragged through the mud because this is not proved popular amongst, uh, you know, their peers. Right. This sort of decision. Uh, and lastly, um, there's fears that due to a lack of money, these movies could potentially generate because if no one, if half your people are going to cinemas and half are watching up streaming, then you're not going to necessarily make a ton of money in the cinemas. And if you don't make a ton of a ton of bank in the cinemas, you will not get a sequel. And Warner Bros. have alluded to as much. So the Dune director basically said, you know, it's an awful thing for my movie, because even if everyone loves it and supports it, it, it we could potentially not get a sequel now because of this. Um, and you know, I was like, yeah, that's a really fair point that we didn't really think about when, cause it's going to those platforms for free. It's not, um, there's, there's not really any, any money from that decision. That's going to go back to the, uh, creators. It's just going back to Warner bros from people going to their platform. Mm. And that was something we sort of didn't really touch on, but I, to be honest, I just didn't really think of it. Yeah at the time um and it looks like there's going to be a load of lawsuits leveled against them so the director's guild of america has moved uh to threaten legal action against warner bros um legendary and caa are threatening to sue warner 
So Legendary is outraged. They were because one, they weren't notified of this of this announcement. So they mm-hmm. found out when the world found out. <laughs> and especially Legendary's pissed because they put up seventy five percent of the budget for Godzilla vs Kong and June. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And obviously they won't see, and and Warner Bros is not going to compensate them for this move. They're not going to offer them any money. So all they've sort of said is, oh, you'll still get the money that's made in cinema. (laughs) And it's like, well, what if like they don't make anything at the cinema or they make like hardly anything or they make a fraction of what they made. Like they might not even make back what the money they put in the budget, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's been a disaster. Um, apparently from a legal standpoint, it's a clear case of something called self-dealing. And the argument is that they are basically, you know, self-dealing this product to themselves on their platform, bypassing the need to reimburse a load of the parties involved in making it. It's like they're trying to exploit this legal loophole and all these companies are going, no, they're self-dealing. It's out of order. Either compensate us or you can't put our movies up, we will sue you. Yeah. So Warner could potentially lose a ton of money, or uh, the other option, which is looking more likely, is they'll just be forced to drop some movies from HBO Max. So all those movies they announced, expect maybe half of them just to be unannounced and just disappear. (laughs) (laughs) So um, maybe HBO Max isn't looking as inviting as we said it is a few weeks ago. Mm. Hmm. Because it's just about to lose all these uh, all these films potentially. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And uh, the thing that's really interesting is people were talking about like Disney uh, as a result of this. Because obviously we had a similar thing with Disney where they just did all these big announcements for Disney Plus. But the thing with Disney is pretty much majority of the stuff they produce is all produced in house. So they don't answer to anyone. They don't have investors really to talk about. They make most of their own content. So if they turn around and go, we're putting it on our platform, then they're fully within their right and they have no one to to fight over with this about, like Warner Bros has. So again, Disney just seemed to have an even bigger upper hand than what we prior spoke about on the last episode. Oh my God. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. Um. It's 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 crazy. And also, bizarrely, we've sort of talked about this, haven't we? Where we said the fact that they were going to HBO Max for free yeah. was, a, was a really good thing for the consumer, right? And yeah. we've sort of made fun of the way Disney Plus has a, a premiere access feature, which is um, that you have to pay a certain amount of money to watch content that's going to be in the cinemas, right? Mm-hmm. So initially I thought that was maybe looking to be leaving, but apparently no premier access is staying. So certain stuff on Disney plus you will have to pay extra for. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and the thing is like, it's, it is quite, I I believe that's quite anti-consumer because you're playing for that, paying for that platform already, but it's this weird thing of, you have to weigh up like if, you pay for it you're putting more money back into the industry into the industry that's struggling and um giving you know the people who made it more sort of money um which is the problem with hbo max giving their stuff for free 
the fact that legendary and people who fronted production costs aren't going to get anything. Whereas if HBO Max also did like a premiere access, then they could funnel certain amounts of that money to legendary. And then legendary might be like, Hey, fine, keep it on your platform. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So while it's not necessarily consumer, it, it kind of depends where you fall, like on supporting the industry. Right. So that was a, a, a big chunk of information. I don't know how you guys feel about HBO Max and, and these movies now after finding all of that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has, has that changed it's, your opinions? A, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. It, it's got to, to an extent, at least. So, obviously, we were all very positive on it, all very excited. Yeah. And so, no, is not it... so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's not gone well for them. And I think the biggest thing is they should have really spoke to these companies and maybe tried to make agreements with them before the announcement. Yeah, probably save some disappointment. Yeah. Uh, so while Disney is just getting stronger, stuff like HBO and Warner Bros are just, uh, you know, drumming up more and more controversy for themselves. Which is not yeah. great. So uh, we'll move away from this sort of depressing HBO Max stuff and we'll move straight into the second sort of news update of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And this was something I specifically left off of the uh, Marvel slate in our last news episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because it was really Sony announcements. Um, and this is all s- rumours and confirmed information regarding Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. Let's dive into this. Yeah, so we have confirmation that Alfred Malona, or Melina, I think it's Melina, mm-hmm. um, is confirmed to be returning as Dr. Octopus. Uh, he cool. starred in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2. So he's, he's coming back as Doc Ock, which I think yeah, is very exciting. Cool. I really like him. Uh, there's a new rumour that Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone will also appear in the movie. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I wonder what they can do with Emma Stone because, like, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if it's about, but if, it's, like, if it is going to be spoilers, about. Spoilers. Like, spoilers said it. <laughs> she, she's dead, so. But then, like, but then if it's going to be. Uh, she's going to play the grave. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she's I, not really got much, many lines in the film. <laughs> so I wonder, is she, are they going to bring her back as an alternate reality Spider Gwen? That's, that's what I was kind of thinking, like all like different reality. And then just... her and because Spider Gwen's Peter Parker dies, right? Yeah. So you could have this really emotional scene where um, Andrew Garfield, Spider Man, and her like meet. Meet, yeah. They like cross paths. But what do you sort of think about bringing back uh, not just the Spider-Men, but also their, um, you know, on-screen romance partners? I like that. Yeah, I think that's cool. I think it's great. They're part of it. It's got to be sort of, I think it could be done in a really cool way. It is a rumour, but um, I I think there's quite a bit of, it it would make sense to me to bring them back as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, cool. I'm glad you guys are on board for it. Because a lot of people are like, oh God, Kirsten Dunst. And we're like, so no, she fit with Toby because she was also a bit meh. <laughs> <laughs> so they but, just fit together as like meh people. But I also, uh, I also, I mean, I love Emma Stone. I, I had such a crush on Emma Stone. Um, yes, yeah, those movies. 
Um, and I've always thought she's uh, just a really nice and sort of great person, like off screen. Yeah, exactly. So it'd so. be re- really cool to, to see her yeah, get to come back to this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of all these announcements we've got of all these characters and rumors of actors coming in, um, some mm-hmm. people are worried that Holland and Zendaya might not be getting enough screen time. No, no, they can't do that because, to Tom Holland. Because this is meant to be his third <laughs> Spider-Man movie, yeah. right? And yeah. if he ends up having to share it with all these characters... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still got to be the star. I mean, he will be, but it, 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 he won't, it won't be like a real proper third no. Spider-Man yeah, movie, yeah. right? No, because In terms there's going to be too much going on. Yeah. yeah. And some people were going on about it. But to be honest, like Holland's such a fanboy... And he spoke openly about how much he loves both Maguire and Garfield's yeah. um, like interpretations. And he spoke before about how he'd love to do a movie with both of them. And mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like if anything, I, this guy is, he would read the script and just be like, yes, let's do this. I don't think this guy's going to be like, oh, I'm annoyed that now I don't get an extra 20 minute screen time because they've given it to like other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. do you guys share those worries or do you think that's just a bit of nonsense really uh, no, I, I, no I see what the point is um, I, like, I, I, I agree that I think that could happen it's definitely not going to be as you know as featured on just him as, as it would have been if it was a solo Spider-Man 3 movie but, um, but I just I'm so excited for the idea of the whole thing and I think it could be done in such a great way that I, I, no, I think they'll make it pretty well balanced between the three of them to be fair I'm hoping mm. there's a lot of on screen, all three of them at once kind of stuff. Yeah. So as as yeah, an aside same. to this news piece, um, have either of you seen Daredevil on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, well the series. Yes. How much have you uh, seen? You've seen all of it or first season, I think. Oh, you should really watch two and three. Oh, it's They're kind of very good. boring. No, so so the first season is very slow. But the second season with the Punisher in it is amazing. And the second season does drop off towards the end. But then the third season is, is, is probably my... The first, it, I think overall, because it tells like a, a, a coher- coherent narr- uh, narrative over the three, sh- three seasons. Uh, I just sort of died there with my words. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we know what you meant. I, I honestly would love you to watch season two and season three. And season two, the first half with the Punisher... He's so strong. Him and John Berthold are so are so good in these roles, and and oh, it's so beautifully written. It's just, it, it, I, I I want to go back and rewatch it because I I just it's so good. It's they they, they nail these two characters to a T. I I've never seen any of Daredevil on Netflix. Um, I've and, never, and I that's don't, a shame because, because you I love Punisher, love Punisher yeah, and he know. his origin is in Daredevil season two, and he's yeah, a huge uh, part of Daredevil season two. I I I've seen a lot of the clips of the two of them in season two of Daredevil, and I kind of wished I hadn't so that I could watch the show. But yeah, I've seen the, quite a lot of those clips, and and their I dynamic love, is amazing. I, mean, I love the Punisher, yeah, and I love the Punisher, and I and I, I always wondered why I didn't watch Daredevil. But to be honest, um, and this is probably an unpopular opinion, or I'm not sure if it is or not. 
I've never really liked Daredevil as a character. Oh. I, like, I didn't even, I, I know, I've never really liked him. <laughs> I don't know why, I just haven't. The way you did that. Oh. Well, do, you know, do you know why that's upset me? Because it has. He's in my top three <laughs> comic book characters. No. Yeah. No. Can, can you guess what my top three are? Is it Daredevil in there? Yeah, I just, I just, I just <gasps> how did you get? Because <laughs> I'm his number one. I have, I can read minds. <laughs> so uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's Captain America, then it's Superman, and then it's Daredevil. It's quite yeah. an array. Yeah, it is quite an array. Yeah, I mean, they, they really are the same trend. Well, Superman and Captain America have yeah. big parallels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to this actual news. The reason I asked had either of you seen Daredevil is because um, there is a rumour that is all but confirmed that he will appear in, in Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and this rumour comes about because he was photoed on the set. People have reported seeing him on the set for Spider-Man 3. Oh. Mm. Yeah. And I'm so excited because Daredevil and Spider-Man have such a special relationship in the comics. Um, Daredevil very much is a mentor to Spider-Man in a lot of ways because they're both superheroes working out of New York and mm-hmm. they're both these rooftop vigilantes and, um, you know, Daredevil teaches Spider-Man a lot and they both have insane senses and reflexes, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Daredevil actually um, actually kind of helps Spider-Man to use his spider sense in a lot of ways. In, in the mm. comics, um, which is very cool because obviously his senses are so heightened that he can sort of help him uh, understand it a little bit better. But I, I don't know if we'll see him in the suit, in the, in the Daredevil suit. There's a rumour that he will act as um, Spider-Man's lawyer because uh, obviously <laughs> at the end of um, Far From Home, is if anyone, you know, spoilers, yeah. his secret identity is revealed. So the rumor is that uh, Matt Murdock, uh, Charlie Cox, will defend him in court as, as the lawyer aspect of the character. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I hope they let him suit up though, because like you can't not like yeah, like to turn up in court. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, Char- he forgets what he's dressed as. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'd take it because Charlie Cox, I, I'm so glad i mean if this room is, is to be believed it, I, I believe it because he was report, reportedly seen on set why would he be there otherwise mm-hmm. um and I, I i don't know i just he i was so worried they were going to recast because for so many people he is like iconic and i just could not imagine anyone else's daredevil like if you actually watched all three seasons he's so good in the role like his nuances, his performance, he's, an, he's just an amazing actor. His range is great. The way he, he literally, um, you know, watched and, and practiced with blind people because he wanted to get their nuances and the way they moved and all, all the stuff nailed down. Mm-hmm. And you watch it and he's perfect. He's so good. You, it's so believable. And like I say, again, his, I, for, for a huge chunk of people who watch that show, there is no one else who could be Daredevil. It's like the RDJ Iron Man thing. Just like no one else could fill those shoes. It, would not be, it just wouldn't be the same for the fans who had watched Daredevil, you know? 
mm-hmm. be this aching feeling that oh okay it's not charlie cox but yeah i'm i'm glad to see hopefully charlie cox is is returning um so it's also been reported uh, this is also a rumor let's so take it with a grain of salt that Kevin Feige is interested in bringing back more of the Marvel Netflix actors at some point to the MCU. So this uh, will probably be a bit of excitement to Jack because he mentioned a few of the actors that he was reportedly interested in bringing back. And one of the names that cropped up was he said he loved John Berthel's Punisher. (laughs) And, um, you know, so hopefully at some point we could see John Berthel in the MCU um, as, as Punisher bringing him oh, back in. Please, please, please. Because we got two, <laughs> we got two seasons on Netflix um, and we know that Disney plus is going to have an R rated section soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are in some countries, it is a separate app and in other countries, it's going to be like a section on um, Disney plus where you have to enter like certain um, information before it lets you access it just to make sure kids don't yeah. wander in there and start watching the R-rated stuff. Watch the Punisher and give themselves nightmares forever. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people are hoping that this means Daredevil and Punisher might be renewed at Disney. Kind of oh, how like geez. Lucifer was renewed by Netflix and, yeah. you know, Netflix has renewed, like re- revived a load of seasons. Um, so I am praying yeah. that, you know, Daredevil appears in other shows, maybe give him another, I mean, I'd be happy with Daredevil just appearing in stuff. Cause I feel like the three mm. seasons tell such a good narrative that you almost don't need another season of Daredevil. Yeah. But I would love him to just appear in stuff and just be in movies yeah, yeah. and just be like, yeah, whereas yeah. with the Punisher, I, I want, I want more, more Punisher series. More so Bradley, yeah. have you seen the Punisher? No. Oh, I'm going to kill you. I swear to God. <laughs> I, th- I really just found the Netflix superhero stuff awful. Oh, no. I've started watching season two of Daredevil, and that's when I stopped watching. What? You know, how how yeah. far did you get into season two? I don't know, quite a bit. Because no, like, no, I remember no. all of like John Bernthal as no, the Punisher. No, 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 no. I just find that stuff really boring. I don't know why. The Punisher season one. <laughs> I cannot believe you've. I oh, that's some of I my don't, favorite I don't know superhero why. show stuff ever. Like the performances, Bradley. The, the, the freaking performances. John Berthold's amazing. Was yeah, off and it was too slow and there was nothing going on half Not the time. The Punisher season one. And yeah, two. I mean, uh, I, I I know a lot of people have issue with pacing in Daredevil. Um, yeah, the, the pa- that's what I mean. The and pacing... then I watched Jessica Jones as well. And to be oh, fair, Jessica I Jones that slightly is... oh, more. I was just about to say that was rubbish, but okay. No, it, it was actually Jones and you don't more than Daredevil. No, but I still didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I, I just liked um, I just liked David Tennant. <laughs> yes. So I was just about to say, apart from David Tennant's performance, yeah, I thought was Jessica it. Jones I, I was, was just garbage. enjoying watching him. It was just like, oh, what's he going to do this time? And it was like, ah, oh, it was a really good performance from him. But I, I don't know. I find him so boring. And ever since then, I just refuse to watch any of them. Wow. Well, I'm really upset with you because Daredevil is literally my favourite comic book show of all time. Well, and I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure Punisher is like Jack, one of Jack's favourites. It is one uh, of my. It is like one of the best series I've watched in so long. So 
and and do you know what it was so i love the punisher so much that i watched it all when it came out on netflix both seasons um and i actually watched it all again recently yeah i i think i might rewatch all of daredevil and all of punisher i will never go back to daredevil and any of the other ones but i would consider the punisher please just do maybe give the because because the thing is John Berthold, I think he gives he gives a, he's he's fantastic as the Punisher throughout, but I think he's strongest in Daredevil season two. No, um, from his performance. Oh, my oh God, no, I'm Bradley, definitely not watching will, the Punisher. I will then. send you no. Oh, <laughs> you, oh, I am outraged at this. I like I like him. His but like, performance I don't know. is fantastic. It's all right. I don't know. He's just like, all I remember is him being like tied up and whinging about it. Because <laughs> his family's dead and he's really <laughs> emotional. <laughs> watch it and te- watch well, it. And please just try thought, the punish I thought Bradley like, was like the emotive. <laughs> com- Do you know what I, I am? But Brad- I find Bradley's those only emotive. so boring. Yeah, but you're only emotive with video games and yeah, like animation. Yeah, yeah and Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah. It's like it. <laughs> and then everything else you have like no connection to. It's really weird. I think it is like that, to be honest. But just just, I just try the Punisher I think and let me know. the problem One with day. Daredevil and the Punisher is if you don't connect with these characters and you don't care about them, it's their awful don't. shows. But yeah, if you care about these that. characters, they're amazing yeah. shows. I think I got emotional at the end of the second season of The Punisher. Aww. I got emotional, yeah, same. And at the yeah. end in Daredevil yeah. at points. Mm. Aww. Right. Anyway, um, let's talk about Bradley. Um, clearly, we're never going to change his mind. But anyway, uh, that little bit of a, a rant about the, the our opinion on the Netflix shows. So we don't always agree on this podcast, as you no. just witnessed. That's good, though. You yeah, it is. We, we're, not, we're not an eco- echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't talk tonight. <laughs> um but anyway, and the other thing which was really exciting, which Bradley's probably going to take a dump on now, is we go. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio returning as Kingpin as well. Oh, wait, what, Wilson Fisk? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he's really good. Okay. No, I would like to agree with uh, that because I've seen that. A bit he's so good. No, yeah, no, yeah, he is really good. I, I kept calling him because his name is he, Fisk and it's the, Fish. The, so there's no one the else. Man. There's no one else I could see playing that role. After what he did. No, yeah, he's really good. Uh, uh, oh, there you go. Bradley didn't take yeah, a dump. Yeah, no, I, I agree on that one. I'm not taking a dump on that one. But he's a really good actor in general, though. So I can't really fault him. So Yeah, but so Charlie Cox and John Berthel. <laughs> They've. I could name you so many good Berthel mm, performances. Yeah. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, and and like Charlie Cox is great. But does he, he always play the he, same He is the same character, character kind of guy. Oh, no, yeah. watch Similar. Fury. He's like a yeah, hillbilly Fury. in that, yes, and he's amazing. He's yeah, the same. But he's, he's still, got an accent. He's the same, but with an accent. He's kind of still Shane from The Walking Dead and The Punk. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Even in The Wolf of Wall Street, the drug, the money laundering. Oh, he's great. He's the same guy. But no, I do love him. He is great. So the, the last sort of bit of information we have about Spider-Man 3, this again is another rumour. So the only confirmed bit from everything we've spoke about is the um, Alfred uh, Molina Doc Ock. Um, but the last bit of rumour that was added was apparently, potentially, and I'm not sure about this one, but potentially this could be the first time we see Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool appear in the MCU. Oh, please. Um, and that's also, and also the rumor says that this is because Feige has been very interested in bringing in as many characters in these multiverse movies as he can, and 
the reason it's pegged that Daredevil and Deadpool are set to potentially appear um, in the rumor is because of how special their relationship with Spider-Man is in the comics. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Daredevil has this sort of mentor relationship yeah. with him, whereas Deadpool just like flirts with him and makes him feel really uncomfortable and uh, <laughs> abuses him basically. But Dead Deadpool's got like a man crush on Spider-Man. It's 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 really um, quite bizarre. But I can imagine if they did do this, uh, Ryan Reynolds would probably have a lot of fun with that. Oh, it'd be amazing. Um, and even if it's just what I could imagine probably being like a little cameo when they're going through realities or something. Oh yeah, I can see it like the the thing at the end of um uh, at the end of Deadpool two where he goes back to Logan and shoots thing in the head and he just pops his head in and waves quickly. Yeah. You know, he pops himself, <laughs> the other version of himself in the head. Hey, just cleaning up the timelines. Oh, like they're brilliant. like they're like tra- like Doctor Strange is maybe I don't know like or or there's like portals to other realities or something yeah. and then you and just Deadpool's see Deadpool or something and I think that would be amazing. Um, but you know, I don't know how you how you do him if it's a obviously because it would probably be PG thirteen. So I don't know if you just have to like give him a constant like swear monitor. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so that was all the Spider-Man 3 stuff. There was a lot in there. Um, it sounds like it's shaping up, if a lot of these rumours are to be believed, to be a humongous event. This is going to be, this is super ambitious, tons of characters. And as we get more and more confirmed information, we'll let you know. Um, and also, I will always say, take these rumours with a grain of salt, because these rumours have made my hype go through the, the roof. And if it turns around and they're like, oh no, Holland and all the all these characters are not in it. We've just brought back all the old villains for Tom Holland. Like it would just it'd be absolutely tragic. But there is the possibility that that could happen. So try not to let your hype become um, too crazy. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that's a fair statement? No, yeah. that's a fair statement. Great. Well, I'll move on to my last little bit of news. And I wanted to talk about something we saw. Um, it, so this is actually like seven or eight months old at this point. But um, it's sort of exploded in popularity now. Bizarrely, as a lot of these videos do, you know, the creators make stuff and then like almost a year later, they're like, hey, everyone's watching it now. Um, we got a CGI teaser trailer for a dark Pokemon series. Now, have mm-hmm. either of you seen this? I have, yeah. I saw it a while back, but it's like it's weird because, like you say, it's just all of a sudden exploded with popularity. And like I saw it a, a, quite a while back, and when you put it in the news, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. So I watched it again. Um, but I remember thinking the same thing the first time as I, when I saw it again recently. It just, it, I know nothing bearing in mind about Pokemon. Nothing. I, I have never been interested in Pokemon at all. And I just think it looks epic. Like, I think it's done so well as well, the way it's made. Um, and I, I would actually watch that if it was like it ended up being a legit thing. Mm. So I, I believe when I was looking at research, um, they said the creators had worked on it for like three or four years. Oh, right. Wow. Um, and if you watch the CGI, it is incredible. It's mm. like, it's like, like Jack said, it's like movie studio, like quality. Cause it's, um, it's that weird sort of, uh, photorealistic CGI kind of like, um, 
Uh, what's that video game movie you love, Jack? Ready what, Player what, One. Ready Player One, oh, I love that. Yeah, it's very Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of like, it, it, it's very vague because um, it's funny because it's a, it's a teaser trailer for something we're never going to get. Because because <laughs> yeah. it's just all they all they wanted to make was this. Te- it's like a concept trailer. It's like look at what an R-rated adult Pokemon movie could be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like you know it's it, you get glimpses of stuff, and we see a lot of the Pokemon, but they've been redesigned to be more based on like real life animals, and like Charizard looks like a giant like <laughs> you know bipedal lizard. And mm-hmm. he's actually like I really think Charizard's quite cute. Like most yeah. of the Pokemon are in their design, mm-hmm. uh, but he looks terrifying. He looks absolutely like just horrendously scary. And the whole trailer's got like this like missing daughter vibe going on, where he's trying to like find her, kind of like Taken in Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then he has to go and like go to these like illegal like Pokemon fights. And they're like these yeah. like cage matches where Pokemon yeah, are like killing say, each like other. Un- underworld fights, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, and like and and Pokemon are killing people who lose, and you get a whole lot of that in the trailer, like t- like teases like teases to that. Um, you see a lot of evil Pokemon. I think you even see the Team Rocket cat at one point, um, doing like evil stuff. <laughs> um, but he looks really creepy because he looks kind of like a real cat but kind of because but humanoid and it's just he just looks insidious <laughs> um yeah and it, it may it sort of made you go i mean i'd love once you've watched it bradley we'll, we'll talk about it again because uh i sort of like the you you sort of have some come some context for it but if anyone's wondering and thinks this you know you like pokemon or you just think an r-rated pokemon sounds interesting go watch this dark pokemon trailer um and uh you know make up your own opinions about it but yeah it's such a cool because you know it's not a trailer for something they're making it's just a concept that you know um they sort of said hey this is what our rated pokemon could look like mm-hmm. um that maybe they're hoping will inspire the uh people who hold the pokemon license to actually go <laughs> maybe make something r-rated you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, and I think enough people online were were generally positive towards this that um, there's definitely some money to maybe be made in a, a, a dark reimagining. Yeah, but would they do that? You know, that's their brand at <clears throat> stake. That's yeah. the problem. Does it dilute it? It's, it's kind of like when everyone always harps on about doing an R-rated Power Rangers. Right. And I'm like, that would be amazing. And there's actually a fan film for an R-rated Power Rangers and it's very John Wick and like they're like brutalizing people and like they're like dying on missions and stuff. And it's very much like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. But at the same time, it's like, but this is also really, it feels very wrong. <laughs> and like, this feels the, illegal. <laughs> and the Black Ranger like does like cocaine in one bit and he's got like cocaine all over him. <laughs> and then he puts the, the, the suit back on and it's just kind of like, this is really odd, right? Yeah. Like, should this really be associated with this? Like, and like you say, they wouldn't want certain aspects. Like, oh, Pokemon is now a, a now a weapon used by crime families to like control exactly. their criminal empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have anything else to add on 
No, I just I thought it was pretty cool. That's really about it for me. I, I've never been into Pokemon, but I I would watch something like that. To be fair, um, maybe I'm just dark and cynical. But anyway, that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, I'm I, I I'm game for any. I just really like reimaginings, and I'm all for taking something that's a kid's product and trying something new with it going a bit r-rated um yeah but that's just me personally and like i say i understand what bradley's saying with the dilution of brands um mm-hmm. yeah i just risky. think personally that they wouldn't do it just because they'd be too you know scared of damaging themselves because it's meant yeah. to be this thing that's like fun for everyone across <laughs> the world and then if they started doing things like that they've got like charizard snorting coke in the back you're like <laughs> you're like suddenly the kids are looking down at the little charizard plus you're like charizard does he give you like a power up as well if he does the line <laughs> his next move does like a plus 10 damage super inferno Coke rage, Coke rage yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah i just think personally they would just never touch that because they're too scared of like ruining this Pik- brand pikachu shocks up. himself pikachu shocks himself for a thrill He's like a <laughs> 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 like, like gives himself a buzz <laughs> oh god well um that's it for my news topics this week yeah well, let's take it away so i only have one news topic news is a bit drier this week you know we talked about a lot um mm-hmm. and and the other two jack had already picked his three um i knew chris would do a better job of talking about the the ones he talked about so i only have one news piece um and it's about it's about a game we've talked about several thousand times uh, and that is Cyberpunk 2077. Because uh, we wouldn't have stopped talking about it when it finally just released. Just because it released. When yeah, it, yeah really when it stopped. <laughs> that's, that's not the end. That's never the end. But no, so, so Cyberpunk has uh, now sold, uh, well, actually it did sell 8 million pre-orders, which is a lot. Like, Wild. Yeah, like 8 million pre-orders, not mm. just, you know, post-launch. That's, that's before it even launched it. It already... Do, uh, do you know those. just 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 interest i'm not sure if, if if we got that on the news thing do you know in comparison how many pre-orders the witcher 3 had in comparison it's way more it's way more than the witcher 3 yeah that's what i'm saying do you know how like what the difference was so the no Witch, the but witcher's pre-orders were about 1.3 million oh wow oh wow eight million in pre-orders <laughs> i saw this the other day yeah, yeah. thank you that's no, a good stat actually i think it but to be fair i think it's because we weren't waiting nine years from what i recall for, for i think it's also uh, because of what the witcher did for them yeah exactly it's given yeah, that the that, reputation the yeah name. where they're like oh cd project red are obviously gonna pump out a really another game uh, really good another game so it was the uh second biggest launch of the year in the uk apparently chris has put behind fifa yeah stop that's a joke why you give the uk a bad reputation i literally i I watched some americans talking about this and they literally both like they were like face palming and i was like damn it you're ruining our eyes and fellow gamers minds across the world it's embarrassing it is embarrassing i I, I haven't had a fever since like fifa 8 like (laughs) i think the problem is because it appeals to 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 the masses like literally there's people i work with who i I was talking to like three of them and i went oh they were talking about staying up late playing video games so i was what you playing like what new you got and they were like oh the new fifa yeah and i was like you got anything else playing anything else (laughs) doing anything interesting though (laughs) yeah i know i know why would you just buy fifa every year and just play that but but the worst thing is i know people who only game like like when you get into that conversation like you know oh what do you play and they only 
every year by COD and FIFA. And it's the only oh. game they play. And I'm like, why? They're yeah. vanilla people. Mm-hmm. The vanilla default people. protagonists. I, I, I know people worse than that. They'll be like, oh, I don't just play FIFA. I'm like, oh, what else do you play? They're like, football manager. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> but, oh, God. Yeah, so... Unfortunately, the UK is um, is disappointing, and FIFA has <laughs> taken that top spot. But um, from the you know the the sales that CD Projekt Red have had, they've already re- recouped their development costs from yeah, just the digital downloads, which mm-hmm. will be uh, a huge market for them, especially you know when you consider PC is yeah, and COVID digital, and COVID. Yeah, so you are going to have a huge chunk of that as digital, but they're still. And it's, you know, it's incredible. Seriously impressive. That's yeah. Nine years of development costs from digital downloads alone. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> this is a successful game already. Um, you know, compare that to Avengers. That's still <laughs> compare it to one. Oh, that's what? a lo- that's a low blow. No, but it's true. Like we, we're the Avengers. <laughs> I like I like Bradley's just ragging on Avengers. No, no, I'm not ragging. Job. I'm just saying we've talked about the fact that no, they they haven't even broke saying. even. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's I'm just I'm I'm winding you up. I understand. We're literally context. a week after, and they've, they've already covered nine years nine of years. development costs. Yeah, like, it's amazing. Yeah, so it's also a really popular game to um to watch on Twitch, which is like. And I've seen this firsthand because I'm constantly like going on Twitch, seeing if there's anything going on. And um, I'm always seeing it like up, up towards the top end of most views, which mm. is it's really impressive. And it does, it is a really fun game to watch, but I always, I'll click it. I'll watch like a minute and then click away. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to know anything. And I've, I've watched nothing on it so far. I've nothing. just oh, watched really? just the trailers before it released. Okay. Yeah, I've watched completions of bugs and it's the hilarious, most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. Some <laughs> of the stuff that I've seen happen, I'm just like, I'm I, I legitimately rolling around on the floor dying like with laughter <laughs> at some of the stuff that like, people have uploaded to YouTube. And like there's stuff that's like, okay, someone, someone's done that on purpose. Like surely not. Like they're in a building and a car just flew through. Just like randomly spawned <laughs> in and just like flew forward, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So, so as Chris has said, um, bugs, bugs have plagued this game. Um, they've had a really, really buggy launch, and this is coming after their gold release date was pushed back to to have a day one patch. You know, assuming that this was to to fix these bugs, and. Um, they didn't really succeed for the most part. It's um, it's a broken game um, in a lot of aspects. Some yeah. some people are fine. Some some um, a lot of PC players are absolutely fine with it. And the same with next gen consoles aren't really having too many issues. Yeah. But the the current, current gen or I guess pe- previous gen at this point, the previous gen consoles of Xbox One and PS4 that is really uh, is been deemed unplayable. Yeah. Uh, to be honest as someone who has the game on xbox one and has Mm -hmm. sunk about 20 hours into this um i think unplayable is harsh i think it's playable but you're really you're yeah because see what i've seen there are bugs from time to time it depends on your context you can play the game it's just (laughs) you um, you literally can play it you can play it um (laughs) get past the menu but i i I, play but pretty much every bug that has been described i have experienced personally on the xbox one 
right. the quests just not working or failing, NPCs randomly spawning in, cops just teleporting instantly into rooms that you're in and catching you, um, all sorts of absolutely ballistic. So, yeah, and the problem is um, CD Projekt Red said they were surprised by how well the game ran on Xbox One and PS4. And I think that's an indication that they were surprised it even ran. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it even runs. And you can tell the Xbox One is just dying when I turn it on. <laughs> Help it just, me. Like, like I, don't get me wrong. I love this game. It is a phenomenal game. And if it was released with, without all these issues, the mm-hmm. conversation around it would be, it would be like Witcher 3 again. It would be just this... Yeah insane outpouring of love but this is the buggiest game i've played since fallout 76 wow yes oh no yeah so so was there was this part of your news piece bradley like or or like is this part of the what you were going on to say that there is there is a lot of downfall to it too with the previous gen or yeah yeah no, yeah, that's that's literally like that is what um, the biggest thing in the news right now is, and um, they're actually offering refunds out to previous mm, gen. I, I um, saw that. Yeah, to previous gen owners because of how unplayable it is in some cases. Because um, the thing is, is, is some Xboxes, haven't they haven't, haven't they said that there's there's a, they want people to bear with them though because apparently there's another two patches coming out in the next two weeks or something Jack, that are meant to fix it. Jack, Jack, they're gonna need. Yeah. They're, they're gonna need they're gonna need like <laughs> ten months. This game yeah, nine more years for the previous gen. It just can't keep up. Nine years. The I, ambitious I, I, game I don't they've think, made. Yeah, I don't think this game is ever gonna play on a good state on Xbox One or PS4. And yeah. you have to either live with that or try to get a refund. I'm happy to yeah. live with that because I'm having such a blast with the game. Hmm. Despite and that's this is how I don't know this how game you is. could. I, I would because, have to wait till next gen. Yeah, but Bradley, the, the thing you've got to understand <laughs> elitist, is I played Fallout 76 with all the bugs <laughs> and I played Skyrim on release. No, no, which but is it's, one of the it's buggiest how it actually releases. runs. Oh, so yeah, there's frame rate issues. There's texture. Oh, that's what would dro- get me. There's texture dropouts. Um, NPCs randomly disappearing, cars disappearing. Like um, the, it runs at like fifteen FPS, Chris. Um, only at certain points. Um, was which bizarrely... is like every time combat occurs. <laughs> well, I I'm surprised because that's what people have said. But my experience in combat is only when there's been a ridiculous amount of enemies. When there's been like more than one enemy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe two. It's, I, it's... I just couldn't do it. It I'm does make like... it does make shooting a bit of a chore, um, which is why yeah. I've really done like melee sort mm-hmm. of combat because I was getting frustrated um, at certain points. But I'm kind of not. I don't know if the, I think the combat's bad because it's really hard to play, or if the combat's good, it's just not good on the console I'm playing, right? Because of the problems. Yeah. Um, but for me, the combat's kind of bad, but I'm just so there for the world building, for the, the way you level up your character and for the stories. Like, I find it really engaging. Like, it, don't get me wrong, it's not The Witcher. You are so limited in comparison to what you your options in The in the Witcher. I'd say it's more an action-adventure game with, like, RPG elements than it okay. is... Oh, that surprises I... me, actually. I'm glad you said that, because that, that surprises me, because I just assumed this would be, like, ridiculously humongous in the sense that you can quite literally do 
endless amounts of things and it would kind of so, be a bit like where do you start so, so it is it is like that and it is open world <laughs> but the thing is it's not like the witcher has this story that you can really mold and has so many yeah. different variations and so many different outcomes and this has that too but it, it the way you shape it is different it's more like the outcomes changed based on how much you do but what you actually right. do you can't affect as much if that makes sense right so okay. You can do so basically, depending on how many side missions you do, that will change the ending you get, right? Um, But within those side missions, you don't have as much option as you would within like The Witcher. And it's very noticeable in the dialogue system, which in The Witcher, you had so much option in what you wanted to say, if you wanted to romance, like, you know. But in Cyberpunk, it's kind of Mm -hmm. like choose between two different dialogue options in like most conversations. I don't mind that though. And I'm a very vanilla guy. And they're quite generic. Did anyone hear, I, did anyone hear me do the thingy from The Witcher? Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. You get so many dialogue <laughs> options. <laughs> but but that's just but to be honest, like I say, I've only played like I think like twenty six hours. So <laughs> the way you say that's so casually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what? Like twenty six I mean, hours? It's a hundred and seventy five hour game if you do everything, and I am intending to do everything. But it depends if I end up getting fed up with the problems. And to be fair, the last patch made the game worse for me. Oh, oh god. That's, yeah. That's not good news. So I, I, I had a better experience <laughs> prior to the to the last patch. Um, how big is the game, Chris? Like how many gigabytes? <sighs> Um, it's not that bad. That's it? a good is question. Um, I don't think so. Do you, do you want to know the only reason I bought it? Go on. Because it, it, I bought it on release day. I didn't pre-order it. Um, and I wasn't going to, and we had the conversation about, you know, our thoughts on it and I was sort of mixed, but it came out and immediately I went on the store and it said 50, 50, 50 pounds. And it was no ultimate edition, no extra deluxe edition. It was, here's the game. It's 50 pounds. And immediately I went, I want to reward that type of behavior. <laughs> I, I immediately just saw I it. And to, I was like, I, was I want like, to reward. I was They're like, not a I good enough child, that. Chris. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's like I in, want this, to reward this. in this world where I spent a hundred pounds on Valhalla because I bought the ultimate, because I wanted Why the season. Why did you do that? I wanted the season pass. Why didn't you just get the, like, the deluxe one, the gold one? It didn't have the season pass. No, it does. Does it? Yeah. I think I got <laughs> well, the gold one. Anyway. <laughs> that's, the gold, the gold's the gold still one's... 90 pounds, I think. No, so it's uh, 84 for the gold and 100 for the... Um, okay, so I think I bought the 84 one. pound one. Oh, okay, good. But that's still nearly 100 pounds. That's like 15 pounds, 16 pounds shy. See, I went to do that and then I was like, oh, I don't really want the season pass yet because I don't know whether I want to go back when it finally does release its content. Yeah, I mean, I that's love that. the season that's pass awesome. for Odyssey. So I was just Yeah, like... exactly. So I love that, but I got it at the same time as playing Odyssey. So like, it was already released. So yeah. I wanted to keep playing. So that I, I was literally just said, right, I won't get it now. And if I do want to go back to it, I'll just buy it then because it's still going to be the same amount. Okay, because that's, that, that's the thing with their editions. That eighty-four pound is pretty much just the season pass. Like you just pay the same amount. Mm. They don't really give you any sort of real discount. It's like three pound less. <laughs> yeah, to do it okay. then. And I was like, oh well, there's no point then. But I'm annoyed because now it's on sale, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, you can get it for thirty quid now. Oh, what? what? I know. I paid 
40 because I got 20% off because of you play points. That's, that's actually, yeah. I'll take my second piece of news and, and Jack, is Jack. that the winter sale has just started on you play. <laughs> it's really good. Get, 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 um, go, get the £10 discount code. Oh, no, that's, that's, no, Hyperscape. Um, I looked because I was really interested while I was looking through this sale. It, it was only in America. Oh, and oh. it's ended. It <laughs> it was from the twelfth to the sixteenth. Oh, that's rubbish. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we can't. Um, we do got that. major sidetracked on that one. Um, I'm not sure how. Did, did we have any? Did you have more you wanted to say on um, that Cyberpunk, Bradley? N- nah. Did, just if you're on consoles that are there, previous gen, there, get a refund. Cause... There's one thing that I, I think <laughs> has to be said that I, I'm mm-hmm. surprised you didn't you didn't mention, Bradley. Um, have you not seen that CD Projekt Red said, if you want a refund, we'll give you a refund, but you have to, if you bought from Sony or Microsoft, yeah, you have I to go it. through Microsoft or Sony. And apparently Microsoft have been really good about it. They've been mm-hmm. given refunds. Surprise, but a, surprise, Sony haven't. <laughs> but a lot of people on PlayStation have, have said that Sony is refusing them refunds from the store, from their sure. store. Mm-hmm. And this is because CD Projekt Red have said it's playable and it will be patched soon. And Sony are like, there you go. It's going to be fixed soon. Don't okay, worry there you go. Stop complaining. <laughs> yeah, stop complaining. Don't worry about it. You're going to get what you want. <laughs> ten, 10 FPS? Oh, that's more than mine. <laughs> I've got nine, so enjoy. <laughs> so, so have that, Ian. Be grateful for what you got. Be grateful for your 10. You're in double digits, mate. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and it's not all positive because um, the other point was even though they've made all this money, their stock has plummeted. CD Projekt Red, like the more stock money in for their them, company. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Best investors, more money for them. It's it's a weird. <laughs> I thing. don't know enough about the stock market to make a judgment. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't. Mean, I, I I just thought it was worth mentioning. But Stocks. yeah, I can't believe stonks. Stonks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah, believe PlayStation are like refusing refunds though. It's so typical, though. Did you just quote a meme, Bradley? I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's Alexa loves stonks. Well. Yeah. So, and, and there's so many more off of the back of that guy. Exactly. Stonks. stonks. Look like, oh, I love their memes. They're I brilliant. think this is like the official derail episode. Yeah, we've gone off track. <laughs> way we had because yeah. I only have one piece of news. You know, I've I've made it last a lot a lot more than what it was. But do you, do you oh. know what I love how our last episode oh. was so professional and so well yeah, delivered, and, just, and so and this one later in the week as well. Yeah. yeah, this is the special nugget one. You know, very yeah, got to be it's got to be different and derailed. Yeah, um, are you done with your news though? I am. <laughs> <laughs> are we moving on? Yeah, um, I believe you I had. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, mate. Okay, so yeah, so for today, I didn't really have like a set review for something I want to talk about. Um, I've, I've got stuff I'm going to want to do, but nothing ready yet. So um, I did decide, though, that I felt like it was just to talk about Fortnite. Um, and the reason I say that is that I've been <laughs> out of that game for a while now, and I've been so out of the loop with it, and I kind of gave up on it. This season has really pulled me back in. So I just really wanted to do a real brief thing, to be honest, to just say like, well done to Epic Games yet again, because the, I loved Fortnite for a long time, then I fell out of it, then I went back to it, then I fell out of it. And this has been the longest time where I've been out of it. And <laughs> I had no interest in going back to it. But this season has just made it so difficult to, to not be intrigued. And they, they these crossovers are getting bigger and better constantly. And I um, we've already talked about how Kratos from uh, God of War and the pack came and Master Chief pack came as well, which was great. Um, and now the newest one, uh, the store has just added Daryl Dixon and Michonne from The Walking Dead uh, to the store. 
and that is just cool in itself but <laughs> i love this theme of this um this season which is obviously hunters from across different galaxies and stuff and that's not the only reason why i've gone back to it but it's what sparked my interest so i went back to it and i downloaded the update and i didn't buy the battle pass for a while actually because i was like i'm not going to waste any money on it when i might not play it at all i might hate it and just feel like whatever i'm not coming back to this game mm-hmm. um but I played it and then I got into it again and Zach came back on it with me and Owen came back on it with me. And I was like, actually, you know what? I am enjoying this again. So I'm going to get the battle pass because it's beneficial now. Um, and I'll, I know I'll kind of get through it. And also I want tier 100 because you get um, baby Yoda um, in a floaty th- in the floaty thing behind you. So I thought that was really cool. So anyway, um, point being, the theme's cool, but I really like how these events get bigger and better every season. I don't know if either of you saw the Galactus event from last season's Marvel one, and it was it was ridiculous. Um, and they're getting bigger and better with the things they're doing. And I, every season I say, how can they up it from last season's event? And they do. And I think that's amazing. And for a game that is this consistently added to in such a, a big and better way, I'm just really impressed with them. And, and I'm, I'm still impressed with them. And... The reason I've gone back to it this season was initially for the battle pass because of who was in it and because it was, oh, I saw obviously about Kratos, then I saw about Master Chief and I was like, wow, I'm going to spend so much money this season. Um, <laughs> and I have, I didn't buy the Master Chief one, I bought the Kratos one, but I will probably buy the Daryl Dixon one too, just because the fact that the Walking Dead is wicked. Wait, you, so you, you prefer choose... Kratos to Master Chief? Uh, no, don't make me answer that question. Um, well, you've answered it. No, 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 Kratos was in there first. No, no, Kratos was in there first. And oh, I so, bought... so it's a first come first serve I, kind I, of deal. I, I, was... I didn't know about Master Chief at the time. I, I didn't know actually... about Master Chief. I was going to... Go on. Well, I was going to abuse you because you, you chose Daryl Dixon over Master Chief. That's the real shock here, Bradley. We're not worrying about wait, the wait, Kratos. Wait, wait, did you say you bought... I thought you said you didn't buy it. No, I'm, I said he's only just come in the store today, but I'm, I was going to buy Daryl Dixon, yeah. What? But he can't justify love, Master Chief. I love The Walking Dead, and I and I and to be fair, do you know what it is? It's not just that. I love Master Chief, right? But Zach's got Master Chief, so now we're rolling with a squad <laughs> of Master Chief, Kratos, and um, whoever else, I can't. Out of those it. three, Imagine, I would hundred oh, percent pick Master Chief. That's why Fortnite's so good. Like that's hilarious. You never get them. Yeah, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. I said literally, we were playing it the other day, and Owen said made a point about it. He said. What an unlike on Zach said, what an unlikely squad. And he went, I mean, it's a pretty unstoppable force. He went, You've got literally the god of war. He said, <laughs> You've got Master Chief who's wearing a Spartan suit that literally regenerates his shields in seconds and is pretty much impenetrable. And, and then, he's a superhuman. Oh, and Owen oh, Owen's playing as John Wick. So imagine them through together. <laughs> god of war, John Wick, and Master Chief. I mean, Chief. I love John Wick, but he's a bit out of league. I think he's, yeah, I'd say, I'd say he's being <laughs> outclassed. Yeah, but Owen doesn't spend money on the game, so. Um, he's sensible. Anyway, so point being, that's not the only reason I went back to Fortnite though. It, um, I, I'm interested every season to see what they do with the map. Um, and this season, because it's blending dimensions again, it's taken new things on the map as per usual, but it's also slowly molding into the old map, with like the old, old map. And I really like that. Like they've merged two Aww. parts of the old map into one place. So like Tilted Towers is now um, something something similar named, but it's basically a newer place and Tilted Towers moulded into one. So like, it's really cool to bring back the nostalgia, but they're still implementing new features every time, which I love, like, because 
on the map now, you can actually get, they had the henchmen a couple of seasons ago, which was like AI enemies that you can kill and take loot from um, and do things like that. But now they've also added the bounty hunters. So all these bounty hunters that you, that, that you that obviously are in the battle pass and stuff, including the Mandalorian, are on the map and you can fight them and take their weapons or you can hire them with gold that you find um, to help you track down and kill enemies. That's so or, cool. Or you can take a bounty contract out from them and it will mark a random player on the map, like in Warzone, and you can go and then hunt them down for a reward. <laughs> cool. And I was like, the only I one might reinstall to... Fortnite. <laughs> Shamefully, the, annoyingly, the only one you can't hire is the Mandalorian. I think they did that on purpose. Mm. But the Mandalorian, um, he shoots you on sight. Like literally, the other ones you can go and talk to, and you can hire, and you only, you can only, you can choose to fight them. Like you can basically offer them out for reward if you kill them. Um, like yeah. it's their weapon, whatever. But the Mandalorian, if he even sees you, if you're even in a like. A, a, a radius of him he straight away just starts firing <laughs> so like you so, have to kill him but so are there any other like um famous bounty hunters or is it just the mandalorian and then all the rest like generic um so it's the mandalorian's the only like proper one um but there's there's like some of them are kind of um f- like fortnite's made up kind of bounty hunters from different yeah. realms but they kind of inspire off of other things you probably would have seen or like heard of before like for example there's like a typical um gladiator um coliseum um, gladiator from the coliseum um right. yeah but one of them is um which, which is really strange to me you know the boys you know mave from the boys yeah Ma- the, well there's a there's a a goddess called Maeve in there and she looks the same as she does in the boys almost um, oh, and I was plagiarism. like that can't be that can't be coincidence like she's called Maeve and she she pretty much wears a similar outfit and she's like a god she's a, basically a goddess like, so um I was like so they're kind of inspired by other things but they've kind of got their own twist on them um, yeah. and some of them are like got links to the old seasons of Fortnite and stuff but there's some really cool ones there's one of them that really really blew my mind um you know the art style Fortnite has always had yeah one of the characters is an anime like it's like a like an anime cartoon teenager right but her art style is anime so it's completely different from everything oh my else god so it sticks yeah? out and like a sore thumb yeah and she transforms into like a site like a ninja assassin like so she has two forms and she can switch like from anime chick like this little anime chick to like full like metal suit like assassin, cyborg ninja yeah but it's weird because they've managed to make the art style completely separate from everything else in Fortnite, and i thought that was wicked That's amazing like, she stands out it's really weird but yeah they're, they're all they're all um, pretty unique and i really like that and like yeah it's things like that i just feel, find it amazing they're still keeping the game fresh and like i just think like credit to them and that's that's why i've gone back to Fortnite this season because it, it's brought a lot of new things in while still keeping the um the, the cool. old stuff but yeah and if there was one request i could ever make if epic games ever heard this um and there's one thing i want you to do I want you to make a separate battle royale game mode where building isn't a thing and it's just all about all about accuracy and skill because that would be um, fun. Like sit back back in you know the original days. <laughs> back in my yeah. day. No, it, no, it, it, like that's building how the game basically. Yeah, yeah people would just like put a bit of cover down and then yeah, like, and that was it, like a simple yeah. wall, and that was yeah, it, li- literally. Yeah. and that's that's when I was really good well, at the game. But this is what I mean though is that I I love Fortnite, but I I mean an actual game mode where materials aren't a thing because like and it's just the the core. Because I, I love, like, my brother actually said to me, 
I love the shooting mechanics on Fortnite and I actually would play it again he was like, if it wasn't for building. And I was like, that's actually a really good point. And he said, because you just, you just, you can, you could be a better player and come up against someone who just outbuilds you and you've automatically lost. It doesn't matter if he can't shoot for like, he's like blind. And yeah. He he'll just at like all. build he'll just outbuild you and, and then like eventually, and eventually he'll get you. Yeah. And it's like, that's the only thing that has frustrated me about going back to it is that a lot of the time I find everyone's just so good at building now. And it's like, if you're good at building, you're automatically better than the other game because I yeah. can build, don't get me wrong. And I can build decent and quite quickly, but I don't do all the editing, you know, in and out of things <laughs> and like changing the shapes of things. And it's just like, if you come up against someone like that, you know, you've pretty much lost unless you're lucky. And it's like, it doesn't matter how good of a shot you are. And it's like, I just think it'd be cool if Fortnite did a, a game mode where that's completely taken out. So it's all just about no cover. You know, you only use the environment as your cover and that's it. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love that. I'd probably play it again at that point. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I, the, I think the art style and everything about Fortnite is great. So yeah, I'm glad I'm back into it, but that's all I have to say really. Just, mm, um, cool. yeah, I think people should go back to it and give it another try if you've fallen out of it. Yeah. I think I'd like to give it another go. Yeah. You can hire Mave or some other or the anime person or there's the can you get the mandalorian as a skin or not the mandalorian is the tier one skin it's the first skin in the battle pass oh but wow what's really cool what's really cool is that it's him in his base armor and throughout the battle pass you can complete best scar challenges which give you different parts like the shoulder pads and that and then at tier 100 you get the fully kitted armored mandalorian yeah so he's tier 100 but you also get um Grogu that follows you around as well. Yeah, I've seen that, but I've seen clips of him getting in the way. Yeah, he probably does. I imagine it does because it floats. It's quite big, so it probably gets right. In the <laughs> I, way I saw some guy screaming because he's yeah, like he's aiming over his shoulder and Grogu's yeah. in the way of the aiming reticle. <laughs> no, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> no. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So I'm yeah. I I think you should give it a go. But it's it's fun. It is you know it's what it always has been. But I just, I'm just impressed with Epic Games. I always have been, and I think that they're just continuing to succeed. So, well done, Epic. But that's me yeah. done. For me well opinions. done, Epic. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'll move on to um, uh, my review for this week. So, we actually, this follows on from um, Bradley did a review for Control. I did. And uh, he was talking about Remedy, and he was talking about um, how he, he loves their games and stuff. And um, both of you, Loki, gave me a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of abuse for having never played Quantum Break, mm. which I believe was a launch title for the um, Xbox One, right? Yes, it was yeah, you're right. So. Yeah. And that was 2016, I want to say. Yeah, it, it was 2016. I was just trying to work out if that was when the Xbox came out. <laughs> I, th- I think if it wasn't a launch title, it was very close. It was close, it. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, was So just a quick one. Quantum Break, was this actually an Xbox exclusive for a while? Yes, on release? I think it was. No, it is. It still is. Oh, is can, you not, can you not get it on PC? No, but they put P- everything on PC. It's a yeah, cl- it's no, a console exclusive. Yeah, but I was just checking now that yeah. you know. No, yeah, yeah, it still is. That's what I mean. Like, but Microsoft put everything on PC, so like, it is their console exclusive. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I wasn't sure if on release it was on PC. Is what I was getting at. No, I don't. Think oh, it was. okay. No, I, no, I think it was. Oh, it's just, oh okay. Yeah. I, well, what the, the PC port's a little bit. Oh, is it? It's a bit funny. I was it's like, a bit wonky. A little bit. It's it's both like better and worse. And then like 
every now and then like to be, to be fair like i kind of i tweaked a lot of the settings and i was like all right it's finally got to a point where it's better but um yeah it i don't know it's kind of weird and like same with like when because i replayed it as well recently it's the same with like the shooting mechanics the shooting mechanics are sometimes a bit wonky i don't know whether you found that a thing I think maybe that was just um, an issue for you on PC. I think with a controller in your hand, it's just like no, any like, third-person shooter I've ever played. No, 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 not like, yeah, not like the actual, like turning or anything, but like literally the reticle, it's the same with what I had with control. And I remember having it on console. Um, my one issue with the game is that, is you, you'll literally be like point blank and you have your whole reticle over someone and then you'll fire and it will go like, uh, to the side of them yeah and like no, I, I didn't it's really an issue that i've that always much. had with with remedy games it like no matter what i play on i, I don't know why but they're maybe they've just cursed you yeah uh, maybe that's really the only one that doesn't really is that... alan wake and that's because you don't actually have one <laughs> yeah i mean that, <laughs> you don't that's have really, a reticle <laughs> that's that's really odd though bradley because i'm a big gears of war fan and something like that would have really grinded my gears but <laughs> I didn't even no, mean to do that. Yeah. Qu- Quantum um, Break did it a lot better than Control did. Control was ridiculous. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll play Control and I'll... Yeah, I'll, let, me, I'll... let me know. I literally was point blank and you fire in your, like, your little service weapon. But, but <laughs> it's I, 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 missing I kind of liked, um, in talking about the gunplay quickly, I kind of liked how if you had an assault rifle, they really forced you to fire it. Like, didn't force you, but yeah, they rewarded you. That thing. <laughs> yeah, they rewarded you for, for shooting it like Short one bullet bursts. at the time yeah, or bursts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's something I really, and also, you know, it does make sense. Like Bradley just said, he is a guy who's kind of, he remarks that he's practiced with a pistol before. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, LMG, and <laughs> he's running around. <laughs> no recoil, imagine. He's just like literally pinpoint precision, like hitting everyone, nothing. Yeah. Literally, like um, John Wick. But yeah, so, so like I said, I never played this game, but you both uh, said to me, you need to play it. So um, for anyone who wants a bit of context, um, the way the game works is it's a story-driven game and you do you play the game... And as you play the game, there's stuff you can interact with in the, in the environment that can affect the story. And um, after an act, because the game's broken into acts, there'll be like a junction point. And at these junction points, you will make decisions. And then based on the stuff you interacted with earlier in the game and the junction point, um, it will slightly change a episode of the show um, that will play after every act, if that makes sense. Do you think I explained mm-hmm. that pretty well? Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, for me, I was very confused at first because I didn't really understand how it worked. And there was a pop up when I did something, and it was like, watch the first episode of the show to see this. And I spent like half an hour trying to figure out how to watch the show. And I was like, it's telling me to watch the show to get this clue. But I don't, how do I watch the show? And then I realized I'd actually restarted the game because i thought i'd done something wrong and then uh, i realized you just had to obviously get to the end of the act so (laughs) it's not very signposted very well and i was searching through so many forums and so many posts before i found some guy going just finish the act you dumb asses (laughs) i was like oh okay um so yeah so there's that and 
it's really interesting because I was blown away by, because on the surface, there's only like two choices at each junction and the stuff that you do in the game um, that can affect the, uh, that can affect the, 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 the TV show are more kind of gimmicky, more kind of funny little yeah. things. Um, which, but I, I was reading that there's 16 different world states that you can end up with by the end. Okay, um, cool. So my, so I, I really loved how unique your, and some of these are really like minor details that are adjusted based on different things you did. Um, but it's this, to, to summarize kind of what the game is, it's this, crazy time travel science fiction um loop game that kind of poses you the question of can you break a time loop or are you forced to kind of exist within this time loop mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i was just blown away by this game for one, the time abilities and the combat were really fun. I mm-hmm. had such a blast with it. With, What's with, your favorite ability? Uh, so I really like the dash and, yep. and slowing down time and <laughs> when like you pull, 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 and like firing. It's so good. But I do quite like um, holding down the freeze um, ability and like just like throwing some dudes miles. Like that's mm. kind of fun. Um, See, it's weird. When I first played it on Xbox, I remember I only really ran around with the sprint and like yeah. punched people. But when I played I, like on PC, I literally used every ability and was yes. like, but I really enjoyed using every ability. Yeah, because um, they for you as well. Yeah, but I think it was also I don't think I played on the hardest difficulty the first time, and so because I was on a harder difficulty, I was like, oh, maybe I actually need to use all the abilities to really like didn't mm. stop you with uh, I mean, thingy though, did it? I, I, I think. I think my most... No, it didn't. It's easy peasy. Same with that, to be fair. Quantum Break is quite an easy game, even on the yeah. hardest difficulty. I mean, the thing that's weird about Quantum Break is I thought it was insanely easy, and then the last boss is kind of difficult, and it's Who? like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it's really bizarre, because he can one-hit oh, you at certain yeah. points. Yeah, no, that, that <laughs> frustrates me. It's really gimmicky. It's, it, yeah, it's because of the red, isn't it? You're just yeah. suddenly in the red, and then you're like... Ugh. And it gives you like no time to get yeah. out. And I'm, I'm like a bit funny about colours. I'm like, am I colourblind? Because I literally was like, I can't even see the red. Is there red? And I'm like so, asking Alexa, I'm like, yeah. can we go on this red? So like you say, it's this really easy game that's really good fun. And the combat yeah. is, it, and you're meant to feel like this powerful, warped individual. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it makes for, re- it's really cinematic, the gameplay. Um, yes. it really works really well with the actual cinematics because of the way it feels and mm-hmm. graphically this game is absolutely st- I can't believe how good this looks we, we spoke about this with Rise Son of Rome right? Yeah but these launch titles are just so good and I was sitting there with my brother and I was like this looks better than Odyssey like this looks better than Valhalla that's just come out. No it does not oh <laughs> Not the scenery. The only thing that does face, is, yeah, it is Jack. It, f- Jack Joyce's face does. That's no, it. all of their faces do. The, I don't know. The, the, the characters look looks a bit so... dodgy every now and then. Yeah, I mean, every now and then. But the, but the character, the detail in the characters, it, half yeah. of Odyssey's characters are fucking, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, are like, is that one? 
they look like pasta they're like they're like pasta. melting face they're like got these like melted faces and they look like they're like like your character looks beautiful and ivor's got like long luscious hair with great detail on his face and like um sigurd your brother looks great and then <laughs> the rest like, are just smudge everyone faces. else are just like these weird little abominations just, just smudges on a, on a painting yeah, literally if you're not a main <laughs> character in valhalla you look like absolute rubbish and uh, that's they just look the, the, inbred. The thing that gets me about Valhalla, though, the one thing that I really, really hate is the American children. Yes. Yeah. Why? Why is there American it's, children it's so, in Anglo-Saxon England? It's literally <laughs> America again. doesn't like have any American people in it at this point. It only has Native Americans, and I'm really rolled up by it. every time I see a child that's my height for some reason. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, oh, shut up, please, just stop talking. Yeah. It's, Sorry, it's, it's the <laughs> unity issue again as well, where everyone in France has a British accent. What's going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, but Why? In, in unity, they did a little bit of like some had a French accent, but like Arnold Victor Dorian was like very British, and like I was very confused. What is? I don't you, get but, why they've done but that. But then though, Ubisoft it, did everything very Italian and very Italian flavored. Exactly. In and it's the same with yeah, and Origins did a perfect job, and they uh, like, yeah with the Egypt. Yeah, and then they did a really good job with Greece, but then they've just they were like it's oh so you know what they nearly did a really good job we've got like some really good british accents in there and there's and a lot of really good, good norse Norwegian. voices yeah yeah and then there's just and like american, american children. children why there's british <laughs> children out there there's norwegian children out there why do they have to be they're probably not as well i'm pretty sure they're just like american females like adults that are doing like the children and I, it just baffles me and it just it completely broke my immersion when I ran <laughs> no, it did though. I'm like, oh sweet, I'm gonna explore what England. Do I love, I love how I this, this turned giant into like a Valhalla impression. <laughs> it's not. I literally just wanted to talk about the children, just like as a as a quick thing that's like bugging my life at the minute. So every time I hear like a little American child in Valhalla and I'm like, What are you doing here? <laughs> this is not your place. But anyway. Yeah. Carry back, on. To, back to the review. <laughs> back to quantum break. I, I think this looks okay. So maybe not so the environments, but no, I think yeah. in a lot of ways this looks so much better than a lot of games I've played in the last couple of years. I'd agree with that hands down. There's oh, so, definitely. I think, yeah, this this is why you need to play control. So I'll give I'll give you not the environments um, as much, but the other details in it. Yeah, are stunning yeah. and the way the cutscenes look my god the cutscenes are mind-blowingly beautiful at times mm -hmm. and the actors look so good um that's one thing i have to wear the performances i i thought everyone uh there was a bit of poor acting from from a few of the cast i thought who who um the doctor dr sophia or doctor oh i don't know i thought she, I thought was, she right. was a bit wooden um uh, and there were a few other people who I was like, oh, but then I thought, um, you know, the guy, I've, I'm blanking his name, but the guy who plays Littlefinger is great. Um, uh, Aidan Gillen. Yeah, a great, he was mm -hmm. so, I mean, his American accent can be a bit wonky at times. Yeah, that's literally what I said when I started playing it again. I went, the one thing is his accent can be a little bit dodgy at times. But, <laughs> I was like, but we forgive him because he's really yeah. good. <laughs> and his, his performance is amazing. And the thing that's so good is because it's um, a TV show and, a, and it's mocap, it, they really shine from both. And mm -hmm. I know the, the thing that's cool about this as well is if you can technically ignore the TV show, um, and still uh, understand. You miss out on so much, though, don't you? Yeah, you miss out on a lot of context. You would still understand, I think, but 
it wouldn't be the, the full experience. That's what I mean. Yeah, in terms of experience, you just miss out. You're not really mm. getting what Quantum Break's about. Yeah. And, and, and about the, talking about the TV show quickly, I thought it was so good. I was sitting there and I was like, I would watch oh, same. this as a series. Like, if yeah, this yeah. was a TV, that's how good yeah, I yeah. thought this was. I was like, I would watch this as a TV show. Oh, same. Like, but that's what we did. We'd like, I'd be like, oh, it's nearly lunchtime. I'll get to the end of the act and we'll watch, you know, we'll watch an episode at lunch. And yeah. it was that. Like, uh, this is like way better than the Marvel crap. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> this is like, like this is a genuine good TV show in my eyes, um, it's like, the and it's a game. But yeah, and and Sean Austin, amazing. This made me love him even more. Like I really loved him from the X Men movies, and I really Sean, loved him. Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore, sorry. It's there is awful, a... right? That you, you think of him, you straight away, you go to X. He's typecast. Right? He's, he's definitely a typecast and, actor. And what, you go to like, Lamplighter? No, 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 no. You I go, go to, to the he was... uh, following, didn't you? Yeah, the following, yeah, with uh, oh. Kevin Bacon. He's the, the guy in that, and that's what I always think of him from. That's weird. Whereas, yeah, I always, I always go to the X-Men as well. Yeah, but he's Bobby. so much Bobby. better than what he... I think he's really underrated he is, as an yeah. actor. Because mm-hmm. um, I think he he's very good in this, um, and I think my, I think being in a video game for actors is is very difficult for a lot of actors. And a lot yeah. of the, a lot the of transition the time, to mocap, especially. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I'm always like, oh, I wish they'd just use voice actors. Um, but I didn't feel like that with this game. With oh, this God, no. game, I was so happy with everything that they did. And I I forget his name, but the guy one the hobbits, who's your brother, uh, Dominic Monaghan. Oh yeah, he's, he's merry. He's great, and again, his his American his accent, accent is a little yeah. He's <laughs> wonky, but once you get past it, he's he's really good. And I was surprised because obviously, you know, he's merry and he's popped up in loads of other things. I think there's a movie where he's a serial killer. Uh, he's in the new, he's in <laughs> the throw new, that in there. He's in the new Star Wars movies as a random rebel yeah, logistics officer. Yeah, I pointed that out. I was like, "What's this about?" <laughs> yeah, um, but but he's I, I I was surprised how believable I be, I believed him as this scientist because mm-hmm. he plays your scientist older brother. Um, and yeah, I just because initially I was like, "Oh, this is a bit weird. Why is Mary trying to tell me about like science?" <laughs> and then it got going and i was like wow you're you're a lot better than i'm i'm giving i gave you any credit science. um but yeah well, and- they had to do something after they saved middle earth they had to like, go get jobs <laughs> <laughs> and he became like a quantum physicist yeah and 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 we'll talk a little bit about the story um i'll talk briefly non-spoilers and then i'll give a spoiler warning if we talk about some some spoilerific details but we're talking non-spoilers first um, and I just thought it was a really, really fun and surprisingly smart time travel story. Mm-hmm. I was surprised Definitely. by how well written this is, yeah. like as a concept. That, that's Sam Lake for you, though. He'll just do this. He'll just he'll is just that build the writer. This. Yeah, and he does all of their games, and he he just builds these like stories that. You know, he can already picture the whole thing. It was so cohesive. You can tell, exactly. And, e- and even the fact that it had all these variations, because mm-hmm. um, I'm playing it through again a second time and I'm doing every decision opposite of what I chose to see what 
how it affects the TV show and how it affects the outcome and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. I just because I'm curious. Because uh, yeah. in my first playthrough, I did everything. Um, I, I I went with the sort of mercy side of things, and I did everything very logical. And I did like him trying to keep control of everything, and very sort of. See, that's one of the things I love, though, is yeah. the, the decision you make as the the you know as the enemy as the villain. Mm. Which is crazy, you know. What, what games do that? You're put in the enemy's shoes, and you're told to decide something that's going to affect you, yeah. like from their perspective. And it always comes down to, you know, like do, what would what do you think they would do, as well as what will benefit you. Like, whereas mm. I always would just ignore what will benefit me and just w- what I think will benefit the story. You know, what helps push it forward yes. into a better direction. But I do think that was a really weird, unique little thing to get you to decide from the villain's perspective. I've made yeah. this game impossible and now, but that's okay because that's what the bad guy <laughs> wants to do. Exactly. Yeah, but, but that's yeah. what I'm doing on this second playthrough. The first time round, I actually tried to think about, I did the decisions that I thought maybe not better for the protagonist, but were better for the world as a whole and better for characters within that world. So I tried mm-hmm. to keep it as intact as possible but this time around i'm going for this like my like tyrannical dictator playthrough where i just do like he's gone crazy and he's just like gonna execute people <laughs> and he's just he's like just doing all the batshit like insane stuff right mm-hmm. uh, and you can do that and it completely changes up the show and it changes up the dynamic and uh i'm you know it's not insane like in a, like a crazy rpg with variations but there's enough there that it makes uh, playthroughs unique. And even if you maybe make him be bipolar and have him do something crazy and then something more restrained, and then that still creates a different experience from the other two experiences. Like I said, there's 16 different um, time um, worlds you can, you can generate. And uh, one thing that's really fun is there's these random things you can interact with in the game world that affect the TV show. And I turned on an audiobook in one of the scenes and the audiobook was then playing in the TV show. And, oh, the, cool. and they comment on it and they go, oh, that was so, and like they're called twists of, is it twists of fate? Twists of something, time twists, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I activated them all because I was, I was aggressively searching for them throughout my playthrough. Um, but they were just so funny and I, I remember watching the show and I remember they comment on it in the game that the, the, this audio book's playing over their like um, over their radio systems and causing problems and then in the show he, the radio's on and the audio book's playing and he's like what's that and he's like oh I don't know it's been broadcasting for hours we can't figure out how to turn it off <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh that's amazing it's so good so like little bits like that that really make it feel so sort of um, dynamic. Um, and like I say, it's a fun little time travel uh, story. Um, and the there's sort of these segments um, where time folds in on itself. And when mm-hmm. time folds in on itself, there's stuff that's like popping in and out of time. And time is like freaking out and, and matter and objects are phasing in and out of time. Mm-hmm. And it creates these crazy segments where um, you have to like try to, they're kind of like obstacle course segments, but like because of the way it works, it creates these, like there's a particular scene where you're on a bridge 
And a whole time I was like, this is incredible. One, this looks beautiful. Two, this is utterly insane. And three, I'm really worried and scared. <laughs> you know, that was how I felt. I don't know what you guys thought of those sequences. Did you oh, find no, them yeah, gimmicky? They were incredible. Or... No, I thought they were no, amazing. And I, done, yeah. I kept like just going, look, look, look at this. And then just being like, whoa. <laughs> They're just really awesome. They, they just make you sit there and go, wow, they are cool. I, I, don't, I don't see how you could like, you know, anyone could think they're gimmicky, really. Mm. Um, they might be a bit like kind of OTT. Yeah, I mean, one of them I did, uh, I don't know why. I swear I was like sprinting and then I died like five times in the same spot. And yeah. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> see, see, this is the, that's what I mean. There's these types of things that I was just like, yeah, okay. It's art and the platforming. Awful. Yeah, the free running's a bit wonky. <laughs> There's no free running. It's well, just like walk at a wall. Things, press A, hope he grabs it, and literally like <laughs> I was like <laughs> grabbing things, it. and literally I was like grabbing things, and he'd be like turning as he did it, and he'd be trying to like mantle air, <laughs> and then he'd like fall over, and I'm like, oh, did you, Jack? Did you fall over because you tried to you know mantle air? Well, he's only a civvy. It's like one of us <laughs> trying to do it, isn't it? That's- no, but he's literally grabbed air and then tried to mantle over it and fall. <laughs> <laughs> Even I could do a better job than trying to grab nothingness and then like somehow manage to get myself like levied up onto nothing and then fall off nothing. Like he oh. has time t- powers, but he doesn't have these kind of powers. Yeah. Common um, sense. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so one thing I have to mention that you'll know I love law of universes and i love to read the emails i love to pick everything Please don't up tell me you read everything yeah i did oh um my and oh my do you know There's what so i found much. i found everything that's why i think it took me so so long because bradley yeah. said why did it take you so long i think because yeah, no, i did that explains it but you want to know i got everything except for two things did you know what those two things were sanity <laughs> Peace. I'm, I missed. <laughs> I missed two of the Kronos power-up orbs. Oh no! That was all I missed. They're two the only ones you want to get. <laughs> nah. I was nah. desperately searching for the intel and the twists of time or whatever they're called. It was yeah. so fun. I just found environment like because I love that where and it's been such a long time since I've played because I feel like games where it's an action adventure and it's like a linear game with a linear narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, it is a linear, it's a linear narrative that you can twist and turn in, but it is like they push you forward and then you can weave around. Right. But I feel like you can twist, been... turn or mantle air in it. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it's been so long. I don't know if this is just me or I haven't been looking out for them, but this feels to me like a really old school game, like a really old school, uh, experience in a lot of ways in sort of that linear sense yeah yeah, and that there's a, yeah you don't get as much of it anymore no and i think i just i one it was so well written two the gameplay is fun and three it was just i don't know maybe nostalgic just so i just loved having this environment and just exploring and just going through it and not worrying about this open world map and not worrying about this and that and just exploring and enjoying this crafted world mm. instead of like you know going around the city and picking up like crystals or something mm-hmm. you know yeah, um agreed. but that's sort of all the n- non-spoiler stuff i said i did want to go into a little bit of spoilers for you guys are you happy to do that yeah, yeah. so 
just just for anyone listening, um, if any of that rambling about Quantum Break sounded good, uh, we're all in agreement here that it's a fantastic, it's a great game, um, and that if you you it's, you shouldn't have it spoiled for you if you're really interested in playing it. So you know maybe turn off the pod, go away, or um, you know skip forward. <laughs> you just told our listeners to go away. No, just just turn off the pod, go away. Just if you're into another podcast. Just. If, <laughs> Just if you're interested in Quantum Break, just because um, we're about to talk about spoilers and I don't want to, to, to ruin, because it's a yeah. game you want to play without spoilers, right? Mm-hmm. So that's just a public service True. announcement to the listeners. But if, Not to go away, but maybe stop listening if, um, if, if you're you, ever considering playing it. Yes. Um, so yeah, so now we're officially moved into spoilers. And <laughs> I just want to say... The ending blew my mind. Yeah, with, well, I mean, with Hatch. Yeah, and like, I was like, oh, well, what? I think I've always been kind of like, what's what? Yeah, and, <laughs> and then, then just accepted it. But then you, and, uh, you had an epiphany. Yeah, <laughs> and literally, and then I started researching into it, and I looked into it, and I looked up, and I looked at developer interviews, and then I looked at the writer who said that this guy is a, like a time shifter so that like he's been around for like ages and he's like he's like you and like um paul paul serene who, but he is a stable um shifter and that's what he always puts eye drops in his eyes mm-hmm. and this like substance is what's like keeping him like tethered to like reality and it's this weird thing of um, he, 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 there's versions of him that actually you see in game who like kill people and like do like or like other entities similar to him. Yeah, that kill people, and that was fun as well. That sort of horror aspect where you're going through um, the building and times like fluctuating, and you never see it or fight it, but there's like these entities that exist outside of time that are. Mer- like savaging like um the corporate soldiers mm-hmm. and i when i got to that point i was like this is so cool like it was such a, a reveal and such a tense moment i was like oh my god have i just entered like a horror game like what is going on and i was so on the edge of my seat because they were like guns don't work and i was like i'm gonna have to use my time powers man and like, i was walking so carefully around corners like waiting for these monsters to pop up <laughs> and and then obviously hatch says um, he he's weird and he says some cryptic stuff and when he blows up the doctor's um, cage and lets him out uh, he says something like uh, you'll move on and join the others and enter like a new existence hmm. and he's kind of like this agent of chaos who's trying to um, change the world and, and disrupt time to the point where maybe these entities can live more freely right? Mm-hmm. And just all of that, like it's so subtle, and it's something that you you can dive into as much as you want. Um, it's not like it's not pushed in your face, right? It's not really the focus of the story, but it's just like a, a bit of side story that's there that's so interesting and so fascinating. And I was reading it and discovering it all. I was just like, whoa! And then you know, spoilers: Hatch dies. He get he gets killed. Um, either he gets shot by um oh, what's the agent called the liam burke yeah he either gets shot by liam burke's wife or i think liam stabs him in the other ending 
Mine shanked him. Yeah, mine shanked him. I'm glad it was I chose brutal, that. Brutal, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I chose that because that's the only way he survives as well. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? It's hinted. It's hinted at. It's the only way Liam will survive. Uh, okay, because because obviously oh, Hatch boy. kills him, doesn't he, in the other way? Oh, I don't know. That's what I mean. I've I've ended up getting the exact same ending. I think from when I did it like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, in the other way, Hatch kills him, and then and then Liam's pregnant wife um, or girlfriend then shoots him shoots him and it's really interesting because she shoots him in the left eye and liam stabs him in the right eye so he loses both his eyes yeah and across and time and yes and because he's like this weird entity that because this weird thing that because he's like a, a time shifter the other parallel versions of him can move between timelines mm. so that's why he exists at the end of the game okay. so no matter how many times like it's explained that like they, they talk, talked about no matter how many times he dies, there'd always be one who will move over from like a new timeline. Weird. Yeah. Really cool though. It's so, and it's such a small detail that, it, and if you don't like read into it and look at all the subtext, it's just this mystery that's like pushed there and you're like, whoa, holy, you know, moly. <laughs> and um, I just love it. I, I honestly, these guys remedy, they are something I've discovered that I've just fallen in love with. And Told this you. writer that they've got, one, the game design is amazing. I, I cannot fault them at all. I, I, like I said, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned maybe the shooting, but I cannot report on any... Oh, no, no, it's still fun. Yeah. It's, it's a bit janky, but it's fun. Yeah, and the other thing, actually, which even though I've never played Alan Wake, I really love all the Alan Wake references. That happen all the time. Yeah, the other, I mean, you instantly get it in the university, don't you? It's on the yeah, board. It's on the board, and then and like, someone's it. talking about their novel in like on the radio, and like yes, someone yeah. says something on uh, something else. We're like, oh, I love his books. Yeah, so all all get all of these games are linked, and like it's it's so fun to see how like they weave it in that way, and it's not just like. It's a, a really sudden fun thing at like universe. the end. Exactly, it's so good. Um. And if you play the control DLC, it's like it's not even just like subtle hints. You you even get to continue like learning more about. Oh wow! Animation. I am so excited for control then. Oh, control is like it's so good. I'm um, really looking forward to to going back and and playing Alan Wake for the first time. That's oh, that's gonna be so good. Like yeah. I, I I played it, you know, like I said a few months ago, and it was like it holds up as well in my opinion. Yeah. It's um. Because I, I still I think the gunplay in that is really good, because um, you don't have a cross there, so I can't be moaning that the gun's missing, because um, it doesn't even have a place to go. Yeah. But yeah, I I really like Alan Wake. There's something mm. like about the character of Alan Wake, and he's the, sort of the mystery the... as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It is a bit of that, but I just like I'm really attached to the character. So when I got to like see him again and like learn more about him in Control. It was like, ah, yes, <laughs> this is what I wanted. Um, yeah. Especially since yeah. Microsoft told them no when they wanted to make Alan Wake 2. Yeah, it's oh, like, I just want them to do whatever they want to do because they just do it so well. And mm. like, I mean, they got rid of Max Payne. You know, they're yeah, just like, but... we don't want to do anything. So let someone else have it. And yeah. that's fine. Like, please just mm. just do whatever you want to do because yeah. that, that like you're clearly doing something right because I've loved all of yeah. all three of these games. And as much as like um, I know a lot of people were actually taking a dump on Microsoft about Alan Wake 2 but I saw something from the guys at Remedy saying you know 
if we had done Alan Wake 2, we probably would have never done Quantum Break. Mm-hmm. And exactly. then I'm like, oh, I love this. It's like, this was so good. Like, it, I, exactly. And that's why I'm just like, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> it will be good. I literally have like no criticisms about this game, which is, I, I'm usually quite, I can usually find something to be really critical about, but literally nothing in this game, except for we've talked about sometimes the platforming and the jumping's a bit janky. Yeah, exactly. There's just a few jank, janky bits, but, but it's just like... Maybe, maybe it's if such I, a good game. Yeah, maybe if I'm trying to be a bit harsh, maybe I could say it's a bit short. But oh, really? It's I quite replayable. Uh, like, like there's so many different variations and stuff. Um, I, I suppose, yeah, for like a fifty-pound game, that would yeah. be quite short. I mean, yeah, but it's a great I, I, experience. The fact that you have oh, to think about what problems you can pick with it, and you're oh yeah, and you come up with. It's I mean, a bit short. <laughs> but I, I don't even think it is. I think it's still got. I just think for especially like with the replay price game, mm. yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so excited. I know it's kind of one of those things that it's like, oh, they only just released Control. Really, it was only a mm. year ago, so we've still got at least like one or two more years before we get anything. <laughs> that, I have installed Control, by the way. I just haven't started it yet. Oh, uh, I have actually got it ready. It's right. really good. And yeah. I'm, at first, I was like, ah, oh, I prefer the time powers, but now I'm like. <laughs> I don't think I do. I absolutely loved. Oh, that's tough. I love yeah. the time powers. See, so do I. But then when I like came from control, I realized how clunky he was and how f- like free and quick and yeah. fast moving she is. And, and I was like, Oh, I don't know though. I was, I was like, to be fair, her one best power is this. And I was like, but actually I forgot this even existed because it's such a core part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, actually, I, I might prefer hers, to be honest. Um, but yeah, and literally, mm. I just I love all three of these games. And yeah. I, just, I can't wait for you to play the other two. Yeah, no. And I, I think I've got, I've got a couple more things. Just one thing that I just I forgot to mention was um, you said it earlier, his name, Liam Burke. Um, mm. So the actor who played him, I want him to be in an action series. He's so, I was literally, I was watching the TV show and I was like, Jesus, this guy's a great actor. Like, (laughs) he's so believable as this, like when he's fighting the dude in the hospital and like, that's a really good fight scene, like really well choreographed, really brutal. Or even the bit where he's breaking into Monarch and he's like shooting all the dudes and John wicking it like around corridors and stuff. I was like, damn, I want a series like a spin-off about this guy just like being like, you know, uh, a crazy badass. Um, it, yeah, he was so like good. Well though, acted yeah. as well. He, he was good, but it was also a case of I was like, they were, you know, they're all like, you're one of Monarch's best. I was like, he is Monarch's best. <laughs> what are you on about? He's just killed half of Monarch. <laughs> like, yeah, he is crazy, only the only agent worthwhile at Monarch. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, um, you could just take the whole thing down. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the end for, of my um, sort of review on um quite, oh, the end of our of my review and our little this was sort of a group discussion about quantum break yeah because we'd all played it and I, I really wanted to have a discussion with you guys about it because like you say you you rightly so yelled at me for not playing it and I've, <laughs> I've gone away and played it and it's become one of my favorite games of like recent memory oh yes so now we've just got to get you to Get Alan Wake yeah, under the belt and, and then control. And do you know what a real problem is? I've fallen in love so much with Remedy that I'm seriously considering a just... tattoo on my face. <laughs> no, not quite that. <laughs> but, but, 
<laughs> remedy across my forehead. <laughs> that, that I'm seriously considering just putting Valhalla and Cyberpunk on hiatus. To be and- fair, though, theirs is very self-contained experiences. Yeah. So, like, you can just, you know, Alan Wake is, ex- like, extremely linear. Um, to it, like, it's the same as Quantum Break, mm. really. Yeah, um, so you I can mean, just do that. Whereas Valhalla is like, you know, that's that's it. and same with Cyberpunk. It's an investment for people like yeah. us, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I mean, it's kind of daunting both of them in a lot of ways when I look at them. Sometimes <laughs> I know um, what you mean. That when I first got to England and I was like, ah, I've just finished Norway. What's England going to be like? And then I see all of these different like parts. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'll just, I'll just work through it. I, um, where, where do I start? As well, because you start in the very middle, don't you? And I was yeah. like, I can't even just like go from edge to edge. I was like, which, which? So it's very daunting. I'll see what you mean, but mm. yeah, I would definitely just like, you know, put that if you've yeah. just done Quantum Break, especially. This is the perfect time for you to do like the, the trio to yeah. see, because then you're gonna get all those little references as well. Um, the trifecta. Yeah, obviously start with Alan Wake because it will... Oh, okay, start with Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah, it will be way more useful as well because obviously there's not going to be like control references in Alan Wake. Yeah. well, (laughs) Because it doesn't exist. Well, I I downloaded both Control and Alan Wake off the Game Pass. um, Nice. And I then immediately, because it was on sale, bought the season pass for Control. Oh, nice. uh, Because it was like £8 or something for both DLCs. Oh, that's pretty good because they're quite like big DLCs. Mm. And then I also bought um, all the DLCs for Alan Wake, but they were <laughs> very cheap because um, it's a very <laughs> really game. invested. Yeah, I. You might hate Alan Wake. Like, you might think, oh, this uh, gameplay is just awful. Potentially. But to be honest, I remember seeing Alan Wake all those years ago um, when I had, you know, the old Xbox 360. Yeah. And I remember seeing it and I always looked at it and thought that looks really cool. And the premise mm-hmm. looks really cool. And has Jack played Alan Wake? I can't remember if he had or not. No, I haven't. No. Oh, so, <laughs> so oh. We, we're going uh, oh, so to, I'll wait to talk about Alan Wake after, cause Jack, you're going to play, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would. So, I would love a d- group discussion about Alan so, Wake. I've got a soft spot for the character. <laughs> so once, what it is. Well, once me and Jack finish it, we'll all we'll have a little golden oldie session mm-hmm. dedicated towards um, Alan Wake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I hope uh, you all enjoyed my gushing over Remedy. And I hope any of you listening who haven't delved into Remedy's games, maybe this is your time to, like me, discover them for the first time and dive straight in there. Especially if you love story-driven games. That's really yeah. what they are. Exactly. And the fact that like they bring out control and they manage to show in a time that people think story based games are kind of dying, it gets, you know, IGN's game of the year and it was a phenomenal game. And they show us that like it's not just multiplayer games anymore. Like we still have these amazing story based games Um, because I don't remember seeing anything bad about control as well. There was no like controversy surrounding it. (laughs) Like The Last of Us 2 where there's like such a response. Yeah, It, it was just a game that people like kind of loved as soon as they played it and then the people that didn't were kind of just like oh okay i I did see one review though that was someone who was playing control for the first time um mm. a year later 
and he said amazing master i think the title was control amazing i didn't watch it but it was amazing masterpiece or pretentious nonsense i know that's no (laughs) i I saw that and i was like that's such a clickbait yeah exactly it's just like it is such a clickbait but yeah i can't wait for you two to play both of the others so so we can well i can gush about them as well there's uh there's no no quiz today because um unfortunately i was going to make one but um i literally woke up and i just didn't have the time i'm very sorry but i've been up since 2 a.m working so uh i'm a bit frazzled have you noticed how this was meant to be like a really short episode and i think this is probably going to be one of our longest if not close to Uh, i was just thinking about it we started at half six it's probably um oh god yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> for reference it is now half eight yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and it keeps Oops. counting up yeah. the, so well, yeah it was a really long episode i think it's because we went we derailed so many times yeah it was yeah. it was a very unfocused episode wasn't it yeah. <laughs> back to our normal broadcast <laughs> broadcast um, that wasn't our normal broadcast yeah at all. it's kind of yeah. unfocused yeah. anyway um should we next have some closing normal. thoughts yeah at least we still got the closing thoughts. yeah closing thoughts mine would be that next week will be our christmas episode um our, our little break before christmas hopefully we'll try and throw some christmas seasonal in stuff there. in there yeah, yeah and uh and hopefully it'll be a bit more on track than this one <laughs> <laughs> probably we have a lot. all right brilliant see you later guys see you later bye-bye <laughs>